drunk lunatics. They're like, oh, he's, they saw him drunk in Detroit all at the same concert or Ohio or something like that. And they're like, oh, if he can be up there drunk and not sitting, like not making noise and still getting laid, I could totally do this. So it's, you know, they kind of credit him as like the birth start. And then the MC5 is running around. You know, kick out the jam. Jam's motherfucker. Yeah, I'm getting arrested on indecency charges and getting robbed by their managers. <laughs> Just good old-fashioned fucking Motown This is why practices. I like Detroit. <laughs> you know what I love the most about Detroit? And actually, it's a really great fucking book. Um, wow, written by... It's called, yeah, it's called, it's called Detroit. It was written like oh, I know four, who you're three or four about. years ago. Um, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. He's like a reporter in Fox. He's I can't, a, um, like a local reporter there. I can't think yeah. of his name. He is, he, I saw him on Real Time like several years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. Really great writer. And he was either, he was actually on Anthony Bourdain. What is that yeah. fool's name? And he's good looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he kind of looks like a Sean Penn, like a better in shape Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. He, um, fucking, it's a great read, but what yeah, I love the best yeah. about Detroit is that Detroit gave Saddam Hussein the key to the city. Wow. You gotta love a town that does that. <laughs> Saddam Hussein. Key to the city of Detroit. Wow. Uh, in the 80s. Well, this is also when Donald Rumsfeld was hanging out with Saddam in the 80s. There's a photo of them. Yeah. Chumming it up. That's back the thing. In like, we just. Yeah. We, well, I mean, like, we go and, you know, we go and arm those fucking guys. It's like, um, uh, like Iran. Like, we didn't officially go to war against Iran, but we we did arm all their enemies because it makes sense. If you have an enemy that we have, we can arm you and you can kill our enemies for you because it took 79 of our people hostage in the late 79 or something. 79 late, to 81. Yeah, in the late, uh, yep, yeah, exactly, in the late 70s. My favorite thing about Detroit is that it's the only place in America where you have to go south to get into Canada. That's, yep. <laughs> That's true. You know what I like about Detroit as well? The guys are good looking. Oh, They're good looking guys in yeah. Detroit. Yeah, like Eminem? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I get, yeah. You're more yeah. of a kid rock and ICP kind of Oh, wait, person, first of you? all, first of all. Insane Kyle Foster? I don't. Juggalos? No. Yeah. Are you a juggalo? No, my boyfriend loves them though. Yeah? Yeah, it's weird. He got into them by watching this stupid documentary that came out not too long ago. And mind you, my boyfriend's British, and this is the first time he ever heard of ICP. And he's like, Toyo, I have to show you this documentary. It's about ICP. I'm like, I am not, I'm not doing this IPC, ICP shit with you. And he's, he's just like doing like the whole juggalo or uh, rant, like, was it woo woo or something yeah. like that? I, yeah. You know, my favorite thing about them, about ICP, is that around 2001, 2002, they had an album called Shangri La that came out. And they were like, yeah, we've been a Christian band all this time. We've been talking about fucking women against their own will and stuff, but we're doing this in the Lord's name. It's, that's not the ultimate case for like, oh yeah, people who believe in religion are crazy. It, you got the insane clown posse and Donald Trump. Go right fucking ahead, buddy. Doesn't he have a song called Miracles? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Miracles. That that one's beautiful. <laughs> that is what a beautiful. Magnets? How the fuck do that yeah. work? Magnets. How's that of those fucking work? Yeah. Straight out of Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I I wonder about 
how many um, black men jugglers have only because they're dressing in white face. And that must feel, you know, really good to get them to really just wash the minstrelsy taste out of our collective American brains. Yeah. The thing that started our I just real I just recently started reading um, rereading a text from college called uh, it's musical theater history, and it, it talks about you know musical theater is the only purely American. Uh, art form that exists, you know, theater comes from the Greeks and yeah. opera comes from well, the comedy, Italians and comedy and jazz. Uh, comedy is from the but Greeks. comedy comes Com from Italy. Commedia dell'arte. No, but you go back with yeah. slapstick and you think about but like physical stand-up comedy well, is that's, that's it, but the incarnation, so the history of it and the incarnations coming from it actually come from from the Italian base. But the, the truly the only thing that was really like completely originated uh, in America is is in musical theater. And it has a huge base in minstrelsy. It, and it, although it's like it, an ugly part of the past, a, a dark stain, if you will, a charcoal stain on the faces <laughs> of the white people who decided to do that. Um, I mean, it ended up, that was like the precursor to, to musical theater, to burlesque, to having like these song and dance American art forms on stage. So I think that, you know, the Juggalos should really... <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm all for people just trying to piss people off. Fuck yeah, do it. Oh, I agree with that. I definitely agree. Detroit's one of those places that it's... Uh, Detroit is going to bounce back in it. Not it, but it's going to come back in its own... Oh, it definitely ...own is. way, because the only people that are left there are fucking artists and musicians. Yeah, you know, because you could afford to go out there and just take a risk. You know, same with, you know, it doesn't have necessarily beauty out here, but I think it has more going on culturally. Th Actually, than... Michigan's quite beautiful. You know, it, it really, I mean, I've only it's, been in it's the airport. It's, it's <laughs> of Detroit. I was like, I'm not going there. Well, outside Detroit, like you have like the Mackinac Islands and what yeah. have you. And, you know, there there is like a little small piece of wine country out there, believe it or not. They do ice wine out there. Yeah, they do Actually, ice wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in a... In Minnesota and in Wisconsin, they, it's it's great for ice wine. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's when you um, have a high sugar grape and then you let it freeze on the vine so it concentrates the sugars even farther. And then when you distill it, it has a much higher alcohol content. Yep. So you're dealing with like a 19 or a 20% uh, wine. We do have more tickets in the box. I actually went to an ice wine vineyard outside Toronto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's delicious. It's, it's hella sweet. It's, it's really sweet, but it'll get you fucked up in no time. Yeah, and they, they have them in tall, either the shorter bottles like a Muscat or the, the, these big, long, tall bottles, ice wine. Look it up. Good stuff. It is good I stuff. I enjoy it. It actually took me a year to finish a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking about Detroit. Huh? Yeah. So it's like we're talking about any conspiracy Motown. theories about Detroit. Anybody knows? What? Do anybody I know what? Anybody know any conspiracy theories about Detroit? Uh, well, I mean, other than that, I could tell you what physically happened there about how it's government and everything fucking, it's municipal government robbed it. Yes. Blind. And then the auto industry robbed it blind I as get well. To, I got a conspiracy theory of why. It, I mean... What I mean, thinking about the fact that it was once predominant, or it still is predominantly African American. Oh, the black, once, the white flight. Yeah, it was a predominantly affluent um, African American mecca, but it was a white place. No, no. No, they, what happened is that uh, in the early, uh, what's it during the early part of the forties, uh, and you know, the start of actually World War Two, there was a massive migration of the African American. 
population from the south. Going up there for yeah. jobs. Yeah, exactly, because the invention of the mechanical cotton picker, it sounds really fucking racist, but that's actually a big reason why a lot of people migrated. Jobs. As, right, jobs. And so a lot it's, of the people started working for like, you know, the auto company. There yeah. are a lot of there are a lot of factories, what have you, and you know, basically what happened was, you know, the African American community became affluent and yeah. so you had businesses brewing out of that. And so, you know, I mean, you anytime you have a great affluent african-american community such as like tulsa oklahoma but we'll get into that one. Oh, uh-huh <laughs> there was some in kansas too in kansas right you know somebody has to come and shut it down yeah so i don't want the blacks having money yeah that, and that money equals power yeah. so basically you know here we are in the 1960s you have like the vietnam war what have you and and then the white flight because then a lot of the um white middle class people started moving to um, the suburbs the suburbs or what have you um, and the auto industry started they, going overseas. going array absolutely just like in Flint and uh, which Flint was uh, a mixed town you have both black and white uh, that's mm. another story as well <laughs> so basically you know the government starts taking money away out of Detroit let's just let's just keep it simple Black people were making money. White people didn't like that shit. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna punch you. We're gonna take your money away. And here we are, Detroit. There, plain and simple. Plain, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a lot it's of. Like, I mean, it is. It is really simple, yeah, because a lot of our motivation is by. Um, actually, I was, I was telling them earlier about that. Rep, uh, uh, what I read uh, by uh, Tanahasi Coates, and it's his recent article called. Um, mass incar uh, African Americans in the age of mass incarceration. It's an amazing read, and it, it brings that up about how about the um, about this guy named Daniel Patrick Moynihan. He was the Secretary of Labor in the early '60s under JFK and then Johnson, mm -hmm. and he wrote a report called "The Negro Family" about if we don't continue giving the rest of them a minimum income, make sure that they have gainful employment that in the future, mass incarceration is inevitable and that these ghettos and stuff like that will, which, we, which they fucking created in the 30s and 40s, yep. will, uh, will thrive and become even harder. And here's the beautiful thing. So he left it out. He pushed this report around the, the Washington, but he left the solutions, which is massive integration of the suburbs and city school districts. Um, penalizing local, like municipal places for uh, not abolishing uh, uh, project housing and stuff like that, you know, and integrating house housing projects into like nicer neighborhoods. He listed all the st stuff off, and one of them also being making a minimum income towards for every American. He left that out because that was too radical. And it's a beautiful part of Washington and just fucking cocksuckers. They took Daniel Patrick Moynihan's report that he wrote and used it to spin it as propaganda that the blacks are help that are they're going to rob you regardless. And they used this report to to push legislation that would later that would repress African American communities more. So Moynihan spent the rest of his life trying to not 
sound like a racist. I'm trying to go, I didn't write this as a racist. This is supposed to help people. We all know that it's not the black people that are going to steal things from you. It's the Filipinos. Well, I'm kidding. I don't know who's well, going to steal Well, that's what I love. Like, I don't all these streets. I love all the stereotypes. You can't be racist. And, like, if you're racist now, you know how many... How much bullshit and like numbers you have to overlook? Like blacks fucking smoke crack more. Actually, white and blacks have the same exact abuse rate. <laughs> like, robbery rise, it's actually lower amongst the African American community. Like it's like all this data is out, and you like. And how many black people do you know smoke meth? Yeah, right. right. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. I grew up in a black neighborhood white that. Smoke meth, yeah, I grew up in a black neighborhood <laughs> that turned into a white neighborhood in the mid '90s. And believe me, I, the amount of fucking meth and addicts, I've never seen, I think I've snorted, I've snorted Oxycontin with like a half black guy once. That's about as hardcore. Dude, they love herb and that's fucking it. They're like, well, and, maybe and, Coke once in a great mood. Jonathan and Lee. If they're wearing a lot of chains, like yeah. beautiful watch, chains. We watch intervention and it's rare. It's few and far between when there's an African American person on intervention. Yeah. They yeah. are usually white. Yeah. It's, I mean, crack's a fucking epidemic was an epidemic amongst that still is but yeah that was fucking pushed, that, by, that the was pushed by the government that was pushed by government too we know about that yeah. well and i'm wondering and i heard that in the 60s they actually put um chemicals in the water to try to have mind control like fluoride. lsd and oh, yeah. other things well hitler used fluoride for uh pers- that's why my mom one of the reasons my mom stuck around oregon because they don't allow fluoride in the water because they use it she there's a theory that fluoride is Hitler used it for mind control. So there's a theory that they put that. And uh, it's the same reason, like, I don't know. Like, it, they do mind control now. It, there's, no, there's no bullshit about oh, it. absolutely. Just if you look at the way we subsidize food. So look at an apple. An organic apple is more expensive than a bag of M&M's. A bag of M&M's has 27 ingredients. And it was made by machinery. You know, if an alien came down and they were, like, holding the two and they're like, this is... Ch- this took water and sun. The other one took a machine. How is this cheaper? How is this? It's because sugar makes you fat and complacent. And if you do get an and apple, addictive. Yeah. if you do get an apple, just a basic apple that is not organic, look at the size of it compared to like, say like an, uh, an apple that doesn't have all the chemicals or what have you that's in yeah. it. Monsanto. Um, so that's another theory and that's another dangerous thing. I mean, we're being controlled by food it is as true. well as, you know, anything that we watch. We're programmed. Yeah. I was just talking to my Lyft driver about the Matrix. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you look at like what Google's one of the most valuable companies in the world and you know what all they do is all they do is tar- do target advertising. That's the kind of money. One of the most powerful companies in the world had just does target advertising and data collection because what you what you are as a person that it's it's crazy like just the so amount of when when Latoya and I were looking at this, the Fox News page and um, we found the terrorism page there's a terrorism page under Fox News it's under World News there's a specific headline for terrorism. terrorism so as we're looking at the terrorism thing I got a targeted ad that said cute dresses only fourteen ninety nine and I'm like. How do you know me? Now, I don't buy dresses, but still, it's like under the... Yeah. They're, they're targeting us so hardcore well, that it, they know that I'm a woman. And they want you like that. They want the... And they also want you to hate black, blacks. When they're deciding race and stuff like that... And brown people. Yeah, bra- browns and all sorts of brown people. What they, what they decided is that the, instead of the poor 
Gaining up against the, the, which is how it should be, against the fucking elite and the people that call Absolutely. these shots and ruin our country. What bad. happened is that they were like, no, what we'll do is we'll target the fucking white against the brown because, you know what, the brown are the reason that you don't get a job and that your kid yeah. doesn't get into Harvard. The Absolutely. brown people are the reason. Not the rich. Exactly. So it feels, <laughs> it's so much easier to blame a, but we have this, we're in a current society, man, that people, we're smarter. We're, the world's getting smaller by the day with the internet. So they may use this internet for target advertising, but the fucking profiling of fucking African Americans, the world's getting smaller, and this shit won't fucking won't it, last for very much longer. It won't last. It's just I I I can't. I really hate watching the telly and watching about things about like you know the stupid like Republican debates and what have you. Yeah, and don't listen. Though. They're just I, talking I, heads. No, I, it is talking heads, but it's so annoying because I'm like, how can these poor white people really fall for that okie doke still I'm like well, did you not learn what it is what did it is, is it's, it's top fear and it's top fear and it's also like you it's so easy to hate somebody hate uh like a whole race of people that you don't understand like if you never have contact with a fucking black person like you're gonna have all these weird you know right things in your head like about what they do because it's only like they speak John. That's why, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, uh, yep, right. Integration is the only way to solve this. You start with school children. You know what? When I was um, in the Midwest, coming, I was driving from Kansas City to Chicago. Kansas <laughs> and on the way there, because there, it's a lot of, it's, I was going through misery for Pete's sake. So there's these signs, and it said something like, thugs kill cops. Uh, guns rights, something like that. These signs, and I'm just like, oh, I am back in Missouri. And I'm just like, and of course it's the middle of corn country and where you know there's no people of color. And yeah. I, I wasn't surprised, but it was just like, wow, you people really don't get out much. Well, you really don't understand. No, you it, don't read. It's because they, well, and I understand it from both sides. I don't think, I understand from the hunter's standpoint that they're worried about losing their guns. Uh, you know, for that, because there are there are people that are responsible gun owners and want to go out and just hunt and fish and stuff like that. That's probably fine. If you're picking off an, an one animal, it's going to feed you the entire winter. You know, right on. It's fucking way better than eating the processed no shit. Part. No one's. I mean, and the thing, it it, it just they're putting the two like yeah. thugs kill cops because they want that keep our gun. You know, and I'm just like, wait, you you don't understand what it's about. You, it, it's not about. I mean, no. first of all, thugs aren't killing cops, and what you mean to say is niggers are killing cops. So yeah. let's let's just get the language straight. That's what you really want to say. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, your second right amendment has nothing to do with cop killings. Well, and yeah, and no one's gonna take your guns. Yeah. To steal to steal quote from Jim Jeffries, the comedian, that uh, was a fucking genius about some stuff. His gun his gun point is that second amendment. Amendments and constitutions are supposed to be reviewed generationally. That's how it should be. So we're using shit. That second amendment was written. 17, what? Yeah, 1776. 76. Well, 1793 uh, was when like everything was like tied up. But anyways, that was when it was musket. That was when the muskets. government had muskets. It was musket against musket. Do you really think your <laughs> your your little 30 out six and your shotgun and maybe your little handgun, your 45? has any chance against drones <laughs> and right. intercontinental ballistic missiles? Do you really think <laughs> you have a chance with your guns against the government? It is completely pointless. <laughs> You're out armed. 
We have the largest defense budget of the next, our defense budget is the size of the next 20 developed nations combined. We're ruthless Palestinians fighting uh, the Israelis with rocks. Yeah, it's, it's like, like rocks against you don't, tanks. Future revolutions against governments rock, won't be met with violence because it'll just be it'll be met with standoff. Rock gun tank. That's gonna be the new game. And besides, people rock should be more. Rock gun. What is it called? Rock gun. It's beaten by tank. The tank gets beaten by drone. Everybody dies. The only the only way <laughs> we will survive and function as a society, at least in the United States, is if we uh, is cooperation. So they'll need to, both sides need to concede. And we also need to have better representation in our government. Education. Lawyers are not lawyers should not be congressmen because they're taught to argue. That's all. They're not taught to whether or not it's right or wrong. They're taught to argue and win. And we need pieces of shit. we need school teachers and engineers representing How the fucking people. <laughs> fucking Ben Carson. That's the fucking whitest. I'm blacker than that guy. I love that. You ever you hear his shit fucking spewing? About he's not black, by the way. He's yeah. He's like that's a cons that's his blackness is a conspiracy. Yeah, he's a lizard. He's a fucking <laughs> shape shifting lizard. It's just Dick Cheney shifted into a fucking black neurosurgeon from the Midwest. I think the most, that would be a great sci-fi movie. <laughs> Lawyers are obviously lizard people. I um was on the Bart last night coming home from a comedy show in Oakland, and um. Black uh, people live in Oakland. Be I, like, please get I, didn't, I didn't see any at our show, though, because it was a poetry show. And um, anyways, it was all just white, entitled people. Uh, anyways, like, Snapping about people. fucking social injustice. Yeah, exactly. What is our fucking... You know, to cut you off, this is the one thing that my biggest pet peeve is, like, I think it's this time that us white fucking boys shut the fuck up about racism <laughs> and about sexism. We just need to shut the fuck up, because... It's clearly we don't know what we're doing, right? Go ahead, sorry. So, so all lawyers are lizard people, and I'm on the bar, and this girl comes on, and she's, um, she happens to be Asian, but doesn't matter. She's a lawyer, so she's, you know, she goes into lizard people stuff. But she is speaking so loudly into her cell phone about this case that she's doing. She's like, oh, no, just ask them to go to mediation. Whoever loses mediation is going to have to lose. We have to do this one step at a time. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting here, like, listening to this money, 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 money. Yeah. And I'm like, she's probably billing these motherfuckers right now because she's on the phone in the bark. She's probably getting 350 bucks an hour to do this right now. Yeah. Well, and it was, like, something that isn't even... The whole... Sorry, the whole uh, I was just like... None of... Your job doesn't need to exist. You don't sure. need to be Whoa. there, lawyer. Like, to... Hem and on, drag things out and have people make money through lawsuits. I mean, there's a whole contingency of people that just have lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. Like, that's what they're looking for with their lives so they can win that million-dollar lawsuit. People are just I know sentiment type people. <laughs> she can't stop having lawsuits because that's the only way she's, like, making her money now. People are just... The thing is, is that money doesn't determine character. People think, people like that think money is what makes characters. And oh, if I have money, people are gonna like me. All of a sudden, I'm gonna be that popular person. And the thing is, There's is sad like people. That's exactly it. You feel just feel bad for people like that. You just, you're just sad people. Dude, you can't. My dad told me when I was a little kid, when I was poor. My dad was like, "Hey, you can't buy cool." And you know, my dad was pretty fucking cool. That's pretty. That's you know a dope. That's a dope saying. You yeah. can't buy cool, but you can buy Alta California botanicals. Yeah. You go to your local dispensary. <laughs> don't have. Which it. will make you cool, by ask, the way. Ask for it by name, Alta California botanicals, and go to their website. 
tryalta.com because it will make you cool. Actually, it'll make it you healthy. Cool. Yeah, uh, and healthy. And healthy. You go around. It still has the old website. Uh, it still, of course, it has the old website. Cancer website. is not cool, guys. Cancer yeah. is Cancer. not cool. Kick it Glaucoma. in the dick. Cool. Cancer not cool. Cannabis cool. Let's, yeah. let's get it together. You guys are listening to the AltaCast. Here on MutantRadio.fm, I am joined. I am Pam Benjamin, and I am joined by uh, my co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. Hello. Recently back from her Midwest adventures. Uh, baby Angel uh, and conspiracy theorist at large, Ethan A. Albers. Hello. Um, and a host of the new sports show here on Mutiny Radio every Thursday from 6 to 8, Jonathan Moore. JV show host. He's hanging out too. That's poor Vince. Working hard. Yeah, uh, listen to that tomorrow night and you can hear all about the NFL and how they are those people. Yes. Uh, what's, his name? what's his name? Uh, Roger, uh, what's his face? Godot. Godot. He's definitely a lizard person. Oh, yeah. 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 NFL players, lizard people. Yeah. Basilisk. <laughs> yeah. But, so, dude, this lawyer that you were listening to yes. on the bars. Yeah. Basically turned off by the fact that it was just like cha-ching, 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 you kept hearing. Yeah, well, the whole thing, the thing the that case. just bothered me was that it was all about money. It was, it was about, like, yeah. we, we don't, uh, if, if we go to mediation, he won't go to mediation. If he knows that if they lose, they have to pay for mediation. He'll just settle right away. And like, it was just all this sort of like, I don't know, mind control. Did you? Like, I can socially manipulate the situation and blah, blah, blah. Not hearing there, anything about the now, client. Now, to determine if she was an actual lizard, were there any flies on the bar? <laughs> no, there actually weren't. Okay, so she uh, she's a lizard. Okay. There also weren't any babies, so she might have eaten a baby. That's exactly. Baby killer, blood. baby killer. Classic Illuminati moves: eating the flies first and then going after the babies. Right. Classic Illuminati. <laughs> See, now I still don't understand what the Illuminati, how the Illuminati attached See, to the lizard people. What happened is that when the Knights Templar reformed, they needed the to. I'm totally pulling this out of my head. So. Uh, what happened is that they, when a Knights Templar formed, they needed to have superhuman, blood-sucking aliens. They've been around for thousands of years, and so they, they joined with the lizard people who helped us build our great ancient society. Because they knew, they knew how to do the, the engineering? Well, yeah, they taught us how, they taught us aggregation and uh, all, irrigation and everything, and aggregation. <laughs> the aliens taught us irrigation? Yeah, agriculture taught us everything. And this is not of and, ourselves, it is the one. And the pyramids, God, you know, so no. they have evidence, you know, in Cairo, not evidence, they, the, in Cairo, the, the pyramids are about 5,000 years older than we think they are. Really? Yeah, because of the, they were built on the... So they weren't built by the Jews. They were built on the River Nile. All the pyramids were. If you look at it, they follow the River Nile, and the River Nile's uh, 30 miles to the east, which means, based on the calculations of the, how the river migrates... They could tell you a rough timeline of when they were built. And they think, you know, pyramids are not tombs. There's never been a mummy found in one of the Great Pyramids. Uh -huh. They think that they were substations because they're built on natural aquifers on the ground. And so with the water and the combination of water and the rocks that were rocks and metal they used in the pyramids, they think that they were consciousness substations that ancient Egyptians consciousness was, they were at a they're a lot more aware of who they were as human beings. Instead of five senses, they, had, they used 360. So they used every muscle in their body 
and were, they cooperated, they got along, and they understood that. But I thought they had slaves to choose. No, they didn't. They actually, that's a myth. So the Jews they didn't paid, build the pyramids? No, they paid them. They paid workers. They're paid laborers. They were built, the pyramids were built for, and around that time, you look at all the rest of simple things. Uh, then what's up with Moses and the whole thing? Well, like you know, Jesus has only been, you know, that's another funny thing is Jesus, if you look, because the first people to write about Jesus were the Greeks, and they didn't use J's. So he wasn't called Jesus until like 200 years later. Jesus is originally translated to Joshua. Huh. Not even Jesus. Translated to Joshua, and then, which was in Greek like Eusis. So his name was originally Eusis. So it's full of shit. Use, like, useless? Yeah, useless. <laughs> it's, I just read about this. So if you change... I mean, if you think about that, like... Jesus is made up. I mean, why I don't... Do we, why do we like... Why would they choose the name Jesus because it just trend, it it went from there's a whole you can look it up. They wanted the Mexicans to be part of the religion. <laughs> Jesus, they wanted to be the most. Right, that makes sense, I guess. Well, I mean, they're the biggest Catholics, right? Was it a big it's conspiracy true. theory from the beginning to get the Jesus? You're absolutely right. They are the I'm, biggest I'm Catholics. Just, I'm just making up lies and here's <laughs> mutiny radio. No, these them. are called fables. Fables, the fables, fables, modern day fables by Pam yeah, Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've studied the Bible enough to understand so, that. And the, that's all. The name ours. Jesus is an, an uh, angelicalized form of the Greek name Eusis, found in the New Testament, which represents the Hebrew Bible name Eusis, which is uh, translates to Jesus or Joshua in the English Bible, Ezra 2.2, Naira 7.7. Yusha, in turn, was a shortened form of the name Yushua, which is Joshua in English. So they didn't add the J to it for Jesus for like another 500 years. Wow. So it's like fucking, no wonder he hasn't come back. We don't have his name right. <laughs> We've been praising the wrong J. Yeah, right? We oh, call. No. Wow. Just Joshua. Josh. You know that scene from Spinal Tap when they go out and they're like, how's it going, Cleveland? And they're like, it's Detroit. Yeah. You know, it's the same way. We're just doing a reverse. We're like, we love you, Jesus. He's like, I'm Joshua. Like, fucking, if you guys love me so much, know my fucking name. Okay? Yeah. Go to a church and say that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, so, it used to be able to snow us more easily because we didn't have the ability to, to you know, access all of this knowledge well, now yeah. with the internet people couldn't read back in the day so it, it was probably easier fucking to people can't read now, now. Yeah. But, but that's one in five people incarcerated can't fucking read or consider illiterate that's incredible yeah. uh, but that's the thing is that how we're supposed to be so intelligent and enlightened now we're not we're not we enlightened keep, no, we're programmed we're not. Well, but anyways, I see what you're saying. Like, how do they keep pulling the cloak over that? Yeah. You know why? Because people people don't want to take... It's a combination. I understand, like, uh, the roots of where you're grounded in as a, uh, you know, human being. Like, heritage is a big part of that. But the George Carlin said religion was created, it was invented to explain stuff that we couldn't explain. We explain everything now, so it doesn't really have a point. But I could see from a standpoint, like, if your life is shit... It is the best way. It's the ultimate cop-out. You don't have to take responsibility for your actions. Because you know what? The Lord and Savior is going to come down and get, you know. Yeah. He's going to come and rectify, you know. I'll let, I'll let the Lord take it. Yeah, instead of like taking, you know, responsibility for the one's actions. Because the Lord will heal me. Do we have more boxes like this? Uh, awesome. Yep, 
Which is loaded with nitrates and all sorts of pea is really great for farming, both human any form of animals. And it, uh, it, they use the cow pea also. It's a great. It takes the bugs away. The bugs yeah. don't like the, the cow urine. Yeah. So they have these like, yeah. Uh, they have these organic farming techniques that we call it organic now, but they've been using them for thousands yeah. of years. And also, they deal with the male plant down there in India which is really controversial now for American pot growers and users because we're like, all female plants, clone them. THC content. Yeah, which is crazy because the other side of it has all the health effects. That's my biggest problem with modern day medicine is that they go and go, hey, everything before 1940 shit, man. And so they just dismiss like fucking 5,000 years worth of medicine. It's like, dude, what makes you think these mother, what makes you think these motherfuckers were dumb? They managed to survive. Like you're, you can't fucking find your way to the bar without your fucking smartphone. What makes you think these ancient <laughs> motherfuckers like navigate, sort of navigated the globe by ship? You know what we're it idiots. Is. It's because like, there's not enough money into it. There's not enough money into it. That if you don't make a profit yeah. off of it, it's all so money. it's shit. Yeah. You know, so that's what the way it's they're saying it. Accepting that uh, now that we, I mean, Al, our fearless leader Al is looking into the male plant and seeing um, the active cannabinoids in there that um, CB, CBG, the weed speed that he's thinking that's like the ultimate cancer cure, like even more than a CBN. So looking at the cannabinoids in the male plant could be, and seeing like, the, seeing the whole CBC to CBC, CBG, but looking at the whole plant instead of, and the whole like life cycle of the plant and the whole, female and male side of the plant and being like, oh, look what nature did. Instead of us being assholes, like, let's dam up this river and make, it's like using the nature in its natural state. And instead we manipulate it because that's what man, I guess, likes to do is manipulate nature and do, to, to conform to his or her own whims. Yeah. Well, we've been, and, but that's something we've, what I love, I just read a really great article, it's a couple years old, but I read it from a friend turned me onto it out of Atlantic. Uh, uh, and it's um, about, there's evidence that uh, the western half of the Amazon was actually man-made. That we have that kind of effect. That this whole idea that we came to this new world and is untouched and pristine, we've been manipulating this shit for a lot longer. And it, the reason is, is the irrigation for these trees has been there for thousands of years. And it's like, they're, they're starting to say that it can't be, that the, all, A, all these plants are the same age, and B, the way they drain shouldn't naturally form. So we've, there's evidence to believe that we've manipulated. Here's the, my favorite part. Here, here's the ultimate thing that people, so people can question history and everything, is that man's been on Earth 200,000 years, uh, and we've only had written text for 6,000, supposedly. Six to 10, depending on who you ask. So that's roughly 97% of history is lost. Right. 97% of our history as a mankind is lost. So anytime somebody 
tries to come out and go, that didn't happen. Go, well, you don't have any evidence, man. Cause, you know, so that's all of history. Because we didn't even have a written word. Yeah. But doesn't that go both ways with the science? Exactly. Like saying, like, well, this happens. Like, how the fuck do you know that? Well, and here's the thing, like, Science has changed too. In the fifties, they were saying it was smoking was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even up into the seventies, after you'd have a baby, and like when my mom had me in 1974, and she gained quite a bit of weight. Um, They're like, it's a good diet thing. They yeah. gave her. They prescribed Nicotine. her. They would prescribe postpartum, also for postpartum depression. Oh. They would say, oh, just take up smoking, because wow. it'll make you feel better, and you'll lose weight. It's appetite suppressant, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not that and, long. Um, and, they, and they basically <laughs> made, we used to be able to smoke in hospitals. Yeah. yeah. Like I would take up smoking if we could do that. I've never <laughs> smoked a day in my life. But you know what? I would take up smoking if we could smoke a day in my life. I mean, like think about when there babies are born. Yeah. That, that Fucking. Whole, um, old uh, idea with the babies being born where you give everybody cigars. Where do you think you're smoking the cigars? You're smoking right there in the hospital. Yeah. Congratulations, You know, my grandfather was born into a puff of tobacco coming out of the womb. And he's still alive. He's 89 years old. Maybe that's what we need. Well, that's the thing is that if you blow the, if you blow the, the cigarette smoke microbes. in the vagina, it, it helps keep it tighter, you know, most babies. Oh, wow. Especially, you know, so maybe... That's science. I read that science, too. Yeah. I read that science. That's <laughs> really what helps kind of cauterize almost. Yeah. Oh, I just learned yeah. something today. <laughs> um, I love what uh, I, I quote Carlin quite a bit, but that is, I think, one of the problems why people get sick too much is that we're too clean as a society. Oh, I totally agree with that. And yeah. Car like Carlin goes, we used to, we I grew up swimming in the Manhattan, uh, in, in the the fucking Manhattan River. Um, That's these, these are all. He's like, I grew up swimming in human shit, and I never get sick. That's the reason. Well, I mean, this, yeah, exactly. Like, or the Hudson River, not Manhattan. The, Hudson yeah, River. Hudson River. Well, and here's the thing. Like, for example, like you have now a lot of kids that are allergic, all these allergies and what have you. Peanut allergies. Yeah, like that. Well, it's because in our food. We've overbred our, our shitty food, yeah. But now, here's the thing. Like, our generation, we... You know, some of the things that we ate, you know, they weren't the healthiest, but we are immune to certain things now. That's for when I remember when I was a kid, you, of course, you had a couple of kids that had a couple of allergies, but not as severe as kids now. Well, it's the there shit in our water supply and the shit in our food chain. If I used to be a camp counselor for years, and there are certain kids that they're so allergic to peanuts that if another kid opens up and eats a peanut butter and so, so yeah, you opened up a peanut butter sandwich. I would be like anaphylactic shock. There were kids that were so allergic to peanuts that someone three feet away from them, if they smelled the peanuts, if the peanuts somehow got into the air, it was like, we basically had to be a peanut-free camp. I wrote a report on this. It's called yeah. the farm effect. Yeah, there's a, it's it's really fucking really interesting. You want to have kids exposed to microorganisms at yeah. a very young age. You need, yeah. I met, I gave, the only cool Uber ride I ever gave when I was doing that horrible work for about six months was I gave it to the guy who discovered the bacteria in a woman's vagina. Wow. So that, um, so it's interesting, when a woman is about ready to go into uh, uh, labor. labor, the bacteria in their vagina knows. And so when you're born, you're bo inoculated to a whole host of stuff yeah. by the vagina. If you're born C-section, you don't get that inoculation that your mother developed yeah. from all this bacteria from her life of exposure. So, so it also depends on your mother's exposure. It, complete mother mother's exposure. And then you take in the 1980s when they go, oh wait, we when they redefined the fucking food pyramid, food pyramid and was like, hey, don't eat so much fat and dairy. 
and we introduced the fucking da- uh, low-fat dairy industry, well, you know what happens when you cut fat out of food? It's disgusting. So you know what they did? They started pumping it full of fucking sugar. Yeah. Which makes you have weird bacteria and yeasts and things grow yeah. in your gut. And well, you grow uh, the what candida or whatever bacteria, and you fucking it's like a tapeworm in your stomach. Like ninety percent of the Western world has that fucking tapeworm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I I just know. I mean, sugar, yeah. Like when I do take care of like you know where I work, sometimes there's little assholes that you know with, that come in with their families, meaning children, uh, and. You know, you know, full-grown adults can be assholes too. Yeah. Oh no, most adults are assholes. But uh, little asshole Johnny can't eat certain things. You know, he can't eat, um, he can't eat dairy. He can't eat peanuts. He can't eat. I'm just like, poor fucker. What can he eat? Like, yeah. it's just like, I just don't remember as a kid having so many. You know, having people that were so allergic to everything. Yeah. Like everything, literally everything. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches aren't allowed in schools. Anymore. Because of them. That was the main thing too. Yeah. And lactic, like Pam was saying, but also kids trading food. My, oh, that looks good. This is why... Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I really, really admire McDonald's. <laughs> I, and I admire McDonald's because they took what? We on a sort of 200,000 years. 200,000 years... Fucking farming for 150,000. They took 150,000 years of the fucking farming practice and managed to change it in under 50. Dude, applause break city right there. That's a that is. I love bullshit like that when just okay, monsters so, change something like that. So then, um, this this will blow your mind. Women weren't allowed to show their ankles in 1904, and yet now we, the shaving industry and the the everything about quaffing your legs to be a certain way, like using exfoliants before you shave, special shaving creams, different razors, six-bladed razor, what? We weren't, <laughs> we weren't allowed to show our legs less, like just over 100 years ago, and now we're supposed to show them. Well, yeah. But no. And But but you have to completely modify the way that your body Pam, is naturally... Pam, I've been meaning to say this for a while. It's about time you know your place as a woman in society, okay? <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, I wish that they just choose make up their minds. Either they well, want us to be chased no. and cover up, or they want us to be it's, like uh, it's a journey of drugs. No, I mean, it's it's even going back to like you know the fact, not even going back, but like the fact that having hair on your vagina is a problem. Like, oh, wax that shit off, look yeah. like a five year old. You right. know, it's yeah. just like I'm like. Why? I like a little bit of bush. I'm yeah. like, when I first got my hairs when I was in Alice and I was happy. I was, yeah. It was a proud moment. I'm like, I'm a woman. Look, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> I would be proud. I got like a little fucking ball hair. Yeah, I was like fucking pumped. But it's acceptable to have ball hair. Now, I mean, for Actually, a moment. Actually, it's, it's changing. They're, that's sort of becoming a thing too, like where they're expecting... Like that's sort of this news. No, not me. I won't. I don't form society, man. I look like a hairy glass of milk. Jonathan, you shaved. I will. You shaved once, and it was funny. Oh, I shaved when I lived in um, what Orange County. Well, in Orange County, they they actually the police will come around and demand to see your balls. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This you have peach balls on this. (laughs) To quote, uh, to quote Journey, she has a really great joke about. How you can't hair you can't sell hair dye to people who like themselves. I need a box. Yeah. Oh right, I want I want. Yeah, you can't. That's that. the reason that that's the reason that's an industry, is because you can't sell. 
Oh, and the children that I nanny for all the time are like, Nanny, Nanny, why don't you dye your, you should really dye your hair. And I'm like, I like my gray hair. I yeah. like it. And they're like, well, you look a lot younger if you, if you. <laughs> program. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is if that. If you dye your hair, then I'm like, that's not natural. Once you start dyeing your hair, you have to have the upkeep because it, it looks real for a week and a half. And then it starts looking fake as fuck. Yeah. And you have to spend more money to upkeep and spend the time. That's why I wear extensions. It's like it's like cool. Sexiness is not it's not appearance. It's literally how you carry yourself. So, like somebody's you. personality is is like I know some fucking goofy looking people, but they fuck they'll crush. This guy Larry, I grew up in Portland. This big guy is about three hundred pounds. This guy gets more fucking tail than any other guy I know. And you know why? Because he has the fucking Best personality. And he's funny too, isn't he? He's funny. See? Yeah. And women want to fuck this guy that's not going to get... Like, he embraces all. He'll, like, take down big girls, like, his skinny girls. This dude, he doesn't discriminate. And they love him for that. Like, this guy, you can, he's just a comfortable person to be around. I'd fuck him if I didn't know where his dick's been. See, and that's totally the opposite of where I work. Like, I talk about this all the time. You live in a, work in a marina, right? Yes. Well, the marina do. is not a real place. It's not It's no. not real. It's soulless. No, it's, no it's, that's Lizard Town, man. That's like a prime Lizard Town. <laughs> lizard Town. It's soulless Lizard Town. And like, we should get a crowdfunding thing together to change the signs when they go in the marina <laughs> district. Just go through there at night that says, Welcome to Lizard, lizard Town. Town. Totally. And you know, the thing is, like, I sometimes eavesdrop on people's um, conversations. Like, what no. are the comments? Don't shit on me. Here's the thing. You, should feel, bad. you should feel bad for those people because I was talking to Pam about Fuck this earlier. No, here's the thing. Because they freak out. They'll freak out over little things. Oh, my oh, God. God. My pancakes. My fucking toast this morning from Mills I spent $8 yes. on was 20 minutes late. Here's the thing. If that's yes. a concern in their life, then every every single thing's a meltdown. These poor people are in constant stress and pain. I think it's hilarious because they don't know what serious problems yeah. are. Yeah, no, feel bad for them because that's. They, I don't feel bad for when, them. When the thing when everything collapses, these people are going to be. They're going to be the first to go. They're the ones. So they have those You ever seen Beyond the Thunderdome? How they have the little fucking yes. like sex cage fucking workers? Massive They're going to be the ones stuff. in chains taking orders from fucking you know. The sheriff, sheriff of truth. That's what's good. You're yeah. gonna be. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it? What kind of ska song is that playing? Uh, it's little bitch by the specials. You're, uh, it's so funny. You have ska. Let's break racial stereotypes here right now. <laughs> Toy the sheriff of truth has ska playing as a race. Well, ska is originally Jamaican. Oh, yeah, it's a skiffle. Yeah, exactly. And the British just embraced it more. Yeah. You know. Yep. So I was in a ska band in high school. Holy shit. <laughs> that was one of the biggest like uh, eye openers. Is I went to a um, I went to a Rastafarian show one time with my buddy, and uh, how homophobic they are! They do yeah. not like homosexuals, yeah. like straight no, like Rastafarians. Yeah, because they like they embrace like old parts of the Bible. They are really like yeah. violently. They violently they hate yeah, fucking not, gays. They don't. Yeah, and they're not. I, and I, In I, fact, I, some of the lyrics you listen to, you're like, oh, you you're talking about hurting gay gay people right now. Yeah, it, it, that yeah. that's that part is not cool, but you know, who am I to judge? I was raised Catholic, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they heard gay people, and it's cool. Though. The, po the Pope's cool, though. There's a cool Pope now. Well, I didn't have that Pope when He's I was a person. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you read all the thing that why why old cat why Catholics are dismissing him? 
Did you read that shit? Why most Catholic, why a lot of Catholics are just re- because he goes, yeah, no, the Big Bang did happen. Yeah, he that was his recent thing last year. No, yeah, Big Bang. Science is right. Yeah, the Big Bang. That's the, huge. Yeah, because it's true. It's like okay, God might, your guy might have done some shit, but. How about science? Well, how about, he's like, I can't outweigh the fact that the universe is expanding at a certain rate and we can calculate the point of origin. Yeah, that's 13.6 billion years. Can't, can't to die math. It, um, the thing is, I, I recently reread um, Inherit the Winds, which is a great play, and um, there's a point in there where he's just proving it's the monkey, Strokes monkey trial, it's the dramatization of it. And um, the one character finally sort of gets around this by, by saying, how long is the length of a god day? How dare we as human beings like, propose to know or understand God's understanding of time? Seven days is not really seven days. Well, so if the world was created in seven days, that's our man brain trying to wrap our head around something that's totally supernatural. Time doesn't exist. And but, but for God, especially for, especially if you believe in the Judeo-Christian God, then you would believe that time doesn't. Then, then to, to say to yourself, "Oh, I understand what God's time is like." That's not. That doesn't make sense because he, you know, is like the all-powerful. What anyway? Time doesn't exist to God. So how? What is one of His days? And how dare we think that the world was created in six days? I. You know, my thing is this. It goes back to what you guys were saying earlier. How do you know? How do we know? It's just one of those mysteries, and you can't put your finger on it. You know it. I no, mean, you know how you know? You drop a lot of acid right after taking <laughs> some Alta California's botanical. That's a DMT. Best and, take in the West. That's yeah, a DMT. You put some iPhone, you put some headphones on. You and to dark you, side not even dark side of the moon. You surf the fucking Milky Way, man, just with your own head. <laughs> you go. Space is not external, it's internal. We're the dreams of ourselves. Space, 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 space. Um, and Jonathan, um, we have. Only a couple more purple bottles up here, so I don't know how many more of those boxes. Will, although we're gonna need those boxes tomorrow, anyways. But purple boxes. Purple boxes. Yes. I, I see you doing purple boxes. That's I all. was just yeah making the I have twenty right here. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I need yeah just a few. What's all this stuff? Is this, this is all green. green. How, many, how many more do you need? I'll make the boxes. He has like t- there's like ten there. Because you're listening to. I need like six more. We're hanging out here. Working. Working, doing the Alta thing. Working and talking. Yeah. Drinking and smoking. I'm kidding. Well, we do have, there are two beers in the refrigerator. There's a Budweiser. Yeah, there's a blue moon in the Budweiser. I don't have to work today. Holy Toledo. She's got a day off. She's letting her hair I don't have to wait on white people. I can't believe it. (laughs) White people are the worst. Um, I hate. I actually hate everyone equally, but there's a certain type of white people I don't like, and they work. Is I it the Marina? Yes. White people? <laughs> and it's the Marina. I swear to God. Well, that's an extension I, of Marin. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's there's. Marina's so, gorgeous. I hate the people though. They're the it, worst. It's so, there's one cool person. Two cool people live up in Marin, and that you. is uh, Gary Fisher, created mountain biking up in yep. Fairfax, oh, nice and then Lloyd Kahn, who uh, founded the Whole Earth Catalog. And then there was Wild Williams, but he did. We know Fisher. Benders, he comes in all the yeah, time. Yeah, he comes in all the time. Fender sings on the back patio. It's a nice guy. Uh, here's a, a non-conspiracy theory that pisses me off. <laughs> and I'll ask you guys, is Blue Moon craft brew or... No, it's Coors not. Light. Coors. It, it's exactly. Coors. Thank it you is, for knowing that bartender. Yes, they it is a Coors product. They market that shit. 
Like it's a, it looks like a craft beer. Yeah. It's not. Holding it like a craft beer. It's it, not. The, it all looks like yeah. it is a ruse. You'd be surprised. It is a ruse. Actually, you're trying to a, make it look it's like It's a lot bigger. Like Sierra Nevada, a lot of that stuff is actually, uh, Sam Adams isn't made in Boston. It's actually made, um, a lot of those companies got in bed with Anheuser-Busch because Anheuser-Busch doesn't make beer really. They make all their money in distribution. Yeah. That, so Absolutely. they have what they call the Cascade Beer Alliance. Yeah. So yeah. you have like, you ever have like Widmere out of Portland yeah. or Sam Adams? That is So Widmere on the West Coast will actually brew Sam Adams recipes out here and then Anheuser-Busch will distribute it. Whereas on the East Coast, Sam Adams will brew like Widmere and Sierra Nevada out there and distribute it on the East Coast. So they're all in bed. That's how yeah. that's how they're getting in on the craft beer market. And yes. that's how Heineken just bought Lagunitas. Yeah. Really? Lagunitas is just bought by Heineken. I, don't, I mean, like out, of, out of Oregon, I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's so many great fucking craft beers. Where my mom lives in Bend, like, the shoots, I mean, the one, shoots is so has great. won, like, every award. Um, the white IPA. Yeah. I mean, won, like, every award under the sun up there. I love Portland. Uh, Silver love Moon Portland. Brewing is won a ton of awards. That's a great place. Ben Brewing is amazing. Um, are, aren't you guys Hopzar? Yeah, I love Hop. Uh, Hopzar is... Uh, Bridge, is it Bridge, uh, Bridgeport? Yeah, Bridgeport. Yep. Bridgeport's also a fucking rad place. Yeah. That, that was my... I used to work at a um, ale house in Chicago. So like a real ale house where yeah. we had like Bridgeport. I miss all the breweries. And, and yeah, um, Lost Abbey and stuff like uh, that. I quit drinking I'm fucking bad at it. <laughs> but yeah, going back to what Pam says, that I would have to tell people when I'm I worked at the ale house that no, Blue Moon is not a craft ale. It is owned by Coors. Coors Brewery, who's a racist, bigoted brewery. Ooh. Um, because they didn't sell to gay people. They hated black people and they don't like women. Um, Why don't they like women? Uh, well, this is going back to the boobs on all of their, on every single, well, yeah. boobs sell. Boobs sell beer. And I'll give you a little piece of history. If you know anything about um, gay, the gay rights movement going here in the 70s, where um, the Coors uh, Brewery did not want to have their beer sold in gay bars. <gasps> so the, all the, and that's here in the Castro. So all the gay bars took all the Coors products, and then Coors lost money. And so they decided, well, shit, we didn't realize we had such a gay following. I guess we better start selling our beer back. So yeah, yeah thank you gay people in the 70s if you're still around. Did you know Coors, <laughs> did you know Coors is the reason we have refrigeration? What was that? Coors Brewing Company is the reason we have yes, refrigeration. refrigeration. Yes, I do know about that. They, have, they just, they figured out the technology. Uh, they they funded it because their their amber ale required a cold brewing process. It's yeah, so they they they're a reason we they put all the research money behind it. Yeah, because it used to just be big slabs of yeah. ice that you had to ship in. Yeah, great documentary. It's how beer saved uh, uh, beer how beer saved the world. world. Great, great documentary. Yep. Yeah, that's a great documentary. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Beer is amazing. Beer can bring people together. I, I mean, I love the craft room movement because it is getting uh, political. It really is. Yeah. Um, because InBev, who is to me the evil demon, InBev that is owned by, I, I think they, someone told me they're Brazilians, but I thought they were Belgians. But I yeah. could be wrong. Where you go, they're responsible for the, the way when you walk into major box stores, all the beer sections look exactly the same. Yeah. Yes. So InBev owns, um, which is Anheuser-Busch, who was also the devil. Um, lizard people. Lizard people, more lizards. Uh, they a lot of fucking lizards, man. <laughs> Stella Atwat, 
uh, so Goose so Island, mm, Newcastle. Oh my goodness. All that's not good beer, though. <gasps> that's not good. Here, that's good. I got it. Soak it up some tincture. Yeah. That's what that's what pours does. You know Destroys what is lives. It's Alta California Botanicals tincture. This is the Alta Cast. Brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Say, I want Alta California Botanicals. And if they don't have it, uh, you yourself can go to tryalta.com. And if you um, are requested and you have, you have a, a doctor's prescription specifically for a medical tincture, you get two weeks for free. So that's why the new website is called tryalta.com. Bring in your medical uh, recommendation and your prescription for Alta California Botanicals, and there you go. Or, Two weeks supply for free. Or tell your collective that you frequent to order them for you. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, go in. Go into. Uh, go into Purple Star. If you haven't been there yet, that place is rad. That's my favorite dispensary. Support them. They always have the bogos. They don't do alcohol-based tinctures. Oh, so let's still go in and ask for it by name. If enough people go in and ask for it, maybe we'll get into that one, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Got it. Go to Purple Star. I'm looking for a couple of these stickers to put on. Oh, there we go. Put on the outside. Yeah, we're doing our thing here. So I feel like I've missed a lot these couple of weeks. Yeah. What have I missed? No, nothing much, really. Uh, uh, you missed Comedy Day. That was fun. I did miss that. Uh, that was where we all got to drink uh, free beer in a Bedouin tent. Jonathan <laughs> just drank free beer and watched football. Yeah. Uh, of course he It did. was like 104 degrees out there. It was insane. I can't believe I'm really brave to the uh, heat to watch the mediocre comedy of <laughs> 40 of San Francisco's fucking oh, comedians. Fucking Howard Lee. <laughs> you hear that big Asian guy that's fucking showing us like eight... He was a Jesus Christ. He, oh, the guy in the wheelchair. Who yeah, never that came up. Danny. Sh yeah, he fucking comes to Ivy Room, and that dude is set back comedy. That guy. Oh, he's the worst oh. comedian. He's not funny at all. I don't and know the fact how he that he was on that show makes no sense. Because he was big. He was like on, you know, he was on all the TV shows back in the eighties. He was, was in movies when, with Lou Frigna. Was that was that was when comedy wasn't funny, right? Yeah, it's the eighties. This man created yeah, where anybody fucking barking like, hey yeah, I'm Asian, I cook dogs. Which is a joke he did on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? When he barks shit like that, yeah. I'm Asian, I cook dogs. It's just it's fucking the most biggest pile of hat it's, garbage. I saw him Jonathan and I saw him we were doing a sunset. show in the sunset. At a, um, it's at a nice, it's at a very delicious deli, deli and their sandwiches are really good. I mean, you do a show there, you get a free sandwich. But it's on a Sunday, and he did, and I didn't realize it was a clean set until I got there. And I did my first 10 minutes clean, and I was really proud of myself. But he got up there, and he was so yeah. And then, indeed, he did those, some of those same jokes on Sunday, and I was like, this guy's on comedy day? Like... <laughs> You didn't, you didn't, you didn't reach out to Matt Lieb, but you got this asshole on stage. Yeah, like seriously, yeah. really? No, I know. It's like whose dick is this guy sucking? <laughs> you know what he probably isn't. He's just so fat. He just stick it into one of the folds. Oh no! No, he was massage that dick no. with the folds. See, now I want to find a picture of this dude. I, I, I tried Facebook just... friend request me, and I didn't add him because it's like, <laughs> sorry, bro. 
So I walk in the Ivy Room like I own it. And I'm like, well, I do own that room. <laughs> and he fucking... I've never been to Ivy Room. Ivy Room's a great room. For I some reason, room. I just appreciate when comedians do hate on other comedians. Because I, it's you know what? honest to God truth. I am like the mayor, the un- unofficial mayor of the comedy scene. Because I'm liked by a lot of... I like a lot of people. Yeah. But... Uh, there's a couple that I'm just like, no, man, you fucking, <laughs> you need to get away from me. <laughs> You're good and terrible. Like, no, there's no, there's no learning there's no curve. Feelings. Just go, go fucking move the mountains and don't bother anybody. Yeah. Don't insult the mountains like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say they're good mountains. There's not a lift on them or anything. Well, or pretty trees. <laughs> a lift? <Yeah>. When, <laughs> the, the question is, when do you finally decide that this isn't, my jokes aren't, you're doing the same, I mean, when do you, you like here's my question: When does Luke Lockfeld finally go? You know what? I'm sick of doing most the same people don't. Jokes for three years. Most people don't. What happens is because they don't. It's comfortable and it's it's easy to play it safe. Like oh, you get some laughs on that. Why? Comedy's hard. So if you go up there, and you know the thought of you a lot of people have the thought of failure in the front of their minds. So if you go up there with that worry of failure, you know, trying to not fail. You're, you're always just going to play it safe. You need to go up there and just embrace it. I'm going to fucking fail. And if it's anything other than that, it's it's amazing. Most people just fear that. Yeah. It's a fucking crutch. Get creative. Or some people just have this ego. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, it's I ego. see it's... more ego on women comedians than I do on men. Much more. Why do you I think that is? Because... They because women, a small number? No, because women already want all the men to look at them anyway or something, but then they're like, if they're, I mean, I don't know. I think that some some women in the scene rely too heavily. On sex appeal? Um, right. And, and that's the thing is they'll get people to laugh for them and to book them because they, they want the guy, all the comedians are like, oh, I want to fuck her. I can think of one comedian right now that's fucking our weight, like just fuck like half the... Not half, but huh? That's a, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna say names, but, but she doesn't. I don't. She just. I mean, you said who? I don't. I don't like her. Blah 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 blah. It does. I mean, it doesn't matter. I Let's just say wish names. that I want people's talent to cash the checks. See this thing right. and all that. These people don't last. You gotta fucking. You gotta work and you gotta fail. You gotta fail, and you have to actually sit down and write and critically think. About what, what's what's funny, what's unique. Yeah. Most people don't want to do that. Most people don't ever want. Like look at Lucy K. He was fucking kicking around those awful fucking jokes for, like he says, uh, about fifteen years. He hated his set, and because he wasn't talking about what he actually wanted to talk about. Most people never do. Or they'll get a little bit of success and become a fucking writer somewhere. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> it does, none of this concerns me. Nothing concerns me. I, the only thing that concerns me is me. Like. I think I, I I know I appreciate it more when I bomb because I know the last couple of times I've been on I've bombed and I know I'm like wow that means I just have to start working on more stuff and to me that's just a reality check but I I mean but I don't have an ego about it because I'm like well that sucked so it looks like I gotta go back to the drawing board you know but also at the same time you know I feel like because there are there's a small amount of women in comedy that I have to try harder and do harder, you know. Does that make sense? Just rambling. Because there are, because there are fewer women. Pretty much. 
And I noticed like the comedy compared to what I did back in Chicago, some of the stuff I really want to say, you know, people out here to me are a little bit more soft compared to where I come from. I'm just going to call, you know, that's what it is. Some of the things I really want to say, that's offensive. Yeah, it's fucking comedy. It's supposed to be offensive. Let's get this shit. T let's talk about it. You know, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Take. I'm that. I don't think I'm that edgy. But then last night when I did my abortion joke, I actually said to them, "I'm like," what, when they were like, "Ooh," I was like, "Oh, is that is that too edgy for you?" <laughs> and like some of them were like, "Ooh," and I was like, and then I went into the joke about, you know, I have a poem about my third abortion, but it's boring as fuck. <laughs> and, and then I was like, "Ah, my third abortion's only for comic, you know, or whatever. I've only had two. And then I actually talked about how I did my set. <laughs> the best set I've ever done was during my abortion, and they were just looking at me like, but they were laughing about it. So, but I think that I definitely ruffled some. Feathers. I ruffled some feathers. They didn't expect coming to this poetry event that they were gonna get. They were gonna get. Oh God, yeah, they kind of snap at you, like, and like. Oh. But isn't that the fun part sometimes of ruffling the feathers? I mean. Oh yeah, they just didn't expect it. That's the thing, is that. And I looked at their poetry books. They all look the same. Well, you know, I poetry, mean, it's like musicians. It's, I think poetry, I mean, I respect good poetry, but I think poetry, like musicians, are for fucking pussies. I know how because I about poetry. Uh, <laughs> you you got to do, in order to make, comedy I think is harder, because you got to, if it's a good comedy, you talk about something serious, but then you got to make them fucking laugh. Yeah. To write a song about something sad and go up there, I can do that. Go up there and be like, oh, I'm sad. I can do that. And then go into a solo when it's sucking it up with the rest of my band. And so, okay, man, we live together, fly, by, die together. But as a comedian, you're like, hey, you go up there and fucking talk about your dick and it's not funny. They're, you know. Yeah, not everyone is funny. Everyone, can, it's easy to be sad. Everyone can be sad, but not everyone can be funny. If you give a bitch a ukulele, then she's going to want a fucking free drink to go with it. <laughs> And then she's gonna want some stage time. Is this speaking from experience? Oh, I just, I'm just so sick of all the ukulele bitches. I'm gonna take a Smith song. Oh, and I'm gonna do a cover of it. Oh, gosh. And I'm gonna have a ukulele. And I am so original. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make my voice really high and breathy and airy. And be like, See, I can't do that. It's okay. Like, it's fine. Let people do that. You know, not be original. You know why? Because the world needs people to work at Hot Topic. The world needs that. We need people like that. It's true. Very wow. true. Uh, are there more green boxes to be made? There we go. No, we have so many boxes. Okay, cool. That's great. Well, wow. Latoya uh, has all those greens behind her. Everything's so green, man. You guys are listening to the Alta Castillo and Alta California Botanicals. We're all just gonna be weird today. Ranting and raving. Yeah. Weird shit that we're Sorry ahead of time if I'm annoying. Oh, no, no. no. We're keeping it all going. Exactly. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, ukuleles. Like, talk about, talk about my uh, journey and I. We, uh, we're excited because one of our favorite little books has got crowdfunding for a movie. It's gonna change the world, man. This movie, it's gonna change the world. So it's about the books missing 411. So this guy, this detective, it's true, started investigating. He's to ask a simple question: Where do missing people go? Where do they go? So he started looking into it, 
to see if there's any patterns. And so he looked in, you know, and people in cities, it's too hard to trace. There's too many variables. But so we went to, well, people missing, go missing in woods all the time. So he only went in and started looking at reports where people didn't have any reason to disappear. They knew these trails. They were avid hikers and all the people that went disappearing. And how all of a sudden he had a case of 1,500 different people that went missing in cycles of 11 years and under the same exact circumstances. And his question is, the book is, what's taking them? Because these people go missing and when they go missing, if they are found, their bodies are found usually on trails that thousands of search and rescue people have walked over and over. And days after they've walked over that trail a thousand times, they're always found naked. There's 90% chance they're found naked. Uh, there's uh, almost a 99% chance they're found with no shoes on. The little kids that go missing and come back and are found alive always talk about these animals, these talking animals that they just can't explain. Same exact variation every time. So even if you don't believe in aliens or Bigfoot, if it's a person taking them, these people are 100% accurate. They cannot leave a trail. They can make somebody disappear and out of thin air. They're you perfect. make me not want to go hiking. Here's the thing. <laughs> he wrote it. His newest book is... Um, college age kids going missing in cities because you're not protected anywhere. Something's taken us and it doesn't like us. I think it's the lizard people. It's not, it's whatever it is, it's legitimate. And it's such a big deal that the um, like National Park Service, everybody kind of tries to cover the shit up. They don't, they don't track missing people in forests. Did you know that? There's no database to track missing people. Really? Because it's such a common occurrence. And they, what, do, if we just go, oh, they just got lost. The thing is, is that if they go missing in forest, they have to set up a trail. It's impossible to be in the woods and not make a trail. Every creature makes a trail. Right, you can't, absolutely. You can't make, not make a trail. And when people are found missing and the bodies are found, they're always found a, uh, um, uphill from where they went disappearing, which is counterintuitive. We know how people get lost. People get, we've been tracking people for thousands of years. When you get lost in a forest, your natural instinct is to go downhill. You never right. go uphill. It's only like 1% of the population goes uphill. Yeah. But when they do find bodies, it's always uphill. This so, guy's so good. If you, if, you, if, wow. if you go uphill, then you can see where you are. Not thick vegetation. Oh. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, he takes some cases where people are like, they're out snowboarding. And these people have, they'll find a person's body mutilated at the bottom of a cliff. And they'll have cell phone service. They'll have had cell phone service the entire time. They'll find little kids' bodies across three mountain ranges. And you know Bear Grillis, the guy, the Survivor Man guy? Yeah. He's involved with all this shit and did a bunch of crowdfunding stuff because of this little kid's case that went missing in Denver and they found his body across two mountains uh, 14 hours later. And they're like, so this kid, they found 11 miles through thick vegetation on the other side of two mountains. I can't do that. And I'm a full grown man who, who does, does this for a living. Yeah. I physically cannot do that. So are there certain uh, like mountain ranges or what have you that the, he's um, um, It's all over the world. It's all over the world. You're not safe wherever you go. But there's three variations. If there is uh, if there is granite, water, and bribery patches, that is the combo. Oh. One of the combos. So if you see that combo. Run, nigga. No. <laughs> no, whatever it is. There ain't no reason to run because it, it can take you. If it wants to take you, it will. It almost sounds like the boogeyman. It's, it's crazy. What, whatever it is, it, it is, it fucking, it will make you feel like a lunatic reading this shit because you're like, I, you can't, you can't explain, it's unexplainable. Huh? Whatever, no, he doesn't, you know, the thing is, is that he doesn't suggest any of that. 
All he knows is that something is making these things, these people disappear. Yeah. He doesn't know what it is. Because if as soon as you go aliens, people automatically go, oh, this guy's a fucking, oh, he's an alien yeah. guy. Right. You, can't, you can't throw that in there. Just like you can't say Bigfoot mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, yeah, Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, it's fucking jack off. <laughs> this guy has so much, da- it's overwhelming the amount of data this guy has. And then he started trying to petition for the Freedom of Information, uh, Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. So this guy's name's uh, Gary Pulse, uh, Gary Paulson. Really? Yeah, no, uh, His not name Gary Paulson. Gary Paulson. No, uh, it's not His Gary Paulson. His name. Do you know who that's from? That's from Fight Club. <laughs> not <laughs> Gary Paulson. It's Robert. Paulson. Uh, what was it, Robert? No, Paulson? it's not Robert Paulson. It's goddamn it. Uh, well, that was his name. That was the name of the book. <laughs> Not Michael Pollard. I'm pulling a blank on his name. Michael Pollard is the great writer yeah. on the Worst Dilemma. Yeah, and great one. The new one that I haven't read yet that I was told to. He, so anyways, he started doing, for, uh, the Freedom of Information Act will charge you a little bit of money to, um, if you're a normal person, for like paperwork, shit like that, that's how that works. Like 50 bucks for a bunch of papers. If you're a writer or documented reporter, um, it doesn't, it's nothing. The government has to give you that. So he makes Freedom of Information Act requests about like certain individual cases going in Yosemite. And the FBI will call him up and go, why do you want to know that? And he goes, I just want the case. I don't have to tell you why I need the information. Yeah. It's my constitutional right. And then he'll go, okay, well, it's going to be $70,000 for that one file. So the government will refuse his files. That's how big of an issue this is to him and his entire staff while making these books. It's, it's crazy. And all the search and rescue people have come up and gone, oh, dude, we found this fucking kid mutilated and... You know, just amount. He started because children. But they would blame it on a grizzly bear, and they would say, "Well, the no." Bear he dismisses grizzly. Nope, he dismisses grizzly bears because the way they the act. The bear ate the baby on Mountain One, and then he saved it. Here's the thing. No, here's the thing. They'll find a kid. They'll find a kid with his body mutilated. They'll find his bones. Like four. There's a couple of cases where they find the bones of a child, like the bottom half of his skull and half his bones. Like a couple years later, and they'll go, "Oh, it's buzzards." But then they'll find his clothes, and his clothes will be neatly folded and pressed. Like no weather, no weather on the chef. You can go in and look, there's pictures of shoes, little kid's shoes that are brand new. And the father's like, I bought those for the shoes that kid went missing six years ago. And you find them now and you tell me that this kid was lying dead in the forest for five and a half years and these shoes have no dirt on them. Missing four, missing 411. It will fucking blow your mind. Look up the crowdfunder. If you still donate money, donate money. And also donate money to Alta California. Yeah. <laughs> no, just go, just buy Alta California. Alta California. Oh, please. You know what no, pairs well. Donate money to Newt Radio. 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 That's how you donate your money. You know where, uh, Keep us going, y'all. what goes great with Alta California is a fine missing 411 novel. <laughs> yes, and a tall glass of. Fournette. Yeah, or Bloomin'. No, not Bloomin'. Didn't we know that, um, uh, and a fine, fine beer from, who's our favorite beer? Um, I used to, I mean, I love that, that green flash. Oh, green flash. Oh, San Diego Green. That's San Diego Green Flash, baby. I love that, uh, West Coast. Aren't they on Sierra, by, by Sierra Nevada? Well, I'm, I'm giving props to two brothers, which we don't get out here. It's, uh, Midwest beer. Um, one day we will get it. And founders. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I would give credit to 10 Barrel Brewing, but they were purchased by Anheuser-Busch recently. <laughs> so I will go ahead and give credit to a place out of Bend, Oregon called Worthy Brewing. Nice. Which is a brewery in an old Amco transmission building 
that has its own softball field <laughs> on the bar premises. Wow. Full-size softball field. Shut up. They have their own park to go drink and play at. Wow. Go to Worthy Brewing in Bend, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to Oregon, period. It's yeah, move to Oregon. They have water. Yeah. <laughs> and they have uh, good wine. Yep. I love that. Ashland. Move to Ashland, Oregon. Start Ashland. Been, been to Ashland. Well, Beautiful. You can always Argyle. 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 Because when they say the Willamette, uh, they are not from there. When they yep. say Willamette, no, the Native American actually, names, yep. Yeah. It's a beautiful valley that makes amazing Pinot Noirs. Mm -hmm. And yep. it's also where some great cheese, too. Tillamook. I love Tillamook cheese. It's all right there at the, in Lincoln City. And just on north there is my favorite their, place. I've, I've been to their um, I've been to their cheese-making factory. It's really fun. Yeah. They give it for ice cream. It's cheese. So squeaky, yeah. And it's really neat. Uh, and then, uh, if, while you're up there, go ahead and head north along the... The 30 up and uh, go into Astoria, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, Astoria, which is Where the Goonies. Goonies. Are and also Kindergarten Cat. And uh, also stop <laughs> by Duma. and visit Ethan's mom. And Bend, Oregon. She lives at 30 Southeast Benaya Circle, <laughs> Bend, Oregon, 97702. <laughs> she, she, she grows 90% of the food she eats. My mom would appreciate. No, it'll be beer. My mom will have you in for beer. <laughs> 30 Southeast Benaya Circle, Bend, Oregon. Now, do you miss Oregon? I miss Oregon a lot. I miss the Northwest. You know what I miss about the Northwest is I miss the chill vibe. You yeah. can't, that can't be replicated anywhere else. People up there are just like, they give a fuck about the right things and don't give a fuck about the right, th uh, the, Stupid the wrong things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because they don't have any black people up there. Too. There's a ton. There are black people Tons up of there. fucking. There used to be a ton of fucking black people in Portland. Free. Portland used to be nothing but black people. There's a lot of Latinos there now. San Francisco. Yeah. Know that San Francisco used to be. Three percent now. Yeah. It was. Thirty-eight um, percent or some shit like that, that at the height. When they shipped out the Japanese for the internment camps, they the the black people came in and. And uh, kind of took over the Fillmore, so then they flushed that. It's not the Fillmore, it's a Fillmo. The Fillmo. That's how it is. <laughs> so and now if any 90s, early Bay Area hip hop has taught me anything, it's the Fillmo. Yeah. Okay. And now they're disappearing from where I live in the Bayview. Where, where they, they're Well, you know why? Because white people want to view the Bay. Yeah, everybody. Why don't you brown people just get it, get the fact? You can only live in places as long as we allow you to live there. <laughs> exactly. It's just like. It's it's like even in the inner cities, it's just like okay, okay, we get it. You love you like the inner cities. Now we want our inner cities back. Yeah, we want yeah. the Lower East Side. Yeah, exactly. Manhattan yeah. gone. Can't get Blue no gone. porno yeah. under there. We want Brooklyn now. Yeah, no Brooklyn's gone. Brooklyn's really gone. 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 Next, South Side of Chicago. That's gonna be gone too. What I love about Southside Chicago is that they don't fuck around shooting people. That's, no. that's fucking... It's actually really sad. There yeah. is actually a really, really terrible... And what's problem. crazy, that they're trying to fucking kill them off because they what the hospitals that handle all the emergency room trauma is on the north side of the city. It's on the north side. Yep, and so they purposely try to let those fucking people bleed out, those fucking gun victims. Well, there was... Um, they don't life flight them. They ambulance them, so it's like a 45-minute ride. There's a story, um, and this is on ESPN 5050. It's a story of Benji, and this happened... You know what I'm talking about? I know. About? I Seen that, you yeah. seen that one? Yep. So that changed uh, basically what it was. Um, famous or uh, uh, 
famous uh, uh, high school basketball star was um, murdered, gunned down. Um, he would have survived, but here's the thing, the hospital that they took him to didn't have the uh, proper, um, uh, uh, I guess, you tools or instruments or what have you to save him. Um, and so he ended up dying because there was this um, something kind of like, I don't, I don't think it was a law, but something that, you know, they have to be in their jurisdiction, the hospital. Which is bullshit, because hospitals exactly. can't refuse service. Yeah. Life, especially when it's life-threatening. Life, life threatening. But they yeah. do. They didn't have the like, proper procedures and what have you to save this boy's life. So the boy ended up dying. Um, and so that basically changed, you know, how the rule of thumb worked with hospital... Um, um, thank you. <laughs> uh, how the hospitals, how the, you know, if you have life-threatening injuries... You can't. You don't have to go to the nearest hospital. Basically, you can go to Northwestern or what have you, where they, you know, which are the higher end hospitals that do have the proper equipment to save lives. Because there are a lot of small hospitals that are around Chicago that don't have the proper but equipment. But why would they do that? Because well, it's by design. Because they want to kill off the fucking black people. It's by design. What happens is you put. What you do is you put a bunch of fucking. And the thought process by the white community is, well, you put a bunch of fucking animals in a cage together and let them kill each other. And eventually you come in and fucking put some cool little fucking tribute graffiti on a wall about how black people used to be there. And then fucking... That's what will happen. They talk about the greats that came out of there. And then they can fucking open up a hot topic. That's how fucking us white folks fucking work, man. And it's going down on the mission. <laughs> the mission's fucking out. You know what I find? My biggest pet peeve about the mission. This is the one thing that everybody should go, oh, we're fucked 100%. Cesar Chavez... Boulevard has no brown people on it. It's Caesar fuck the for the, the guy who founded the farming union, the, which is still exploiting human labor here in the U.S. We have fucking legal paid slavery. Look into it, guys. Yes. Fucking the farming industry is a fucking monster. Well, you but you can't disparage that because they have food disparity laws, which is protected under the fir- under the Patriot Act. So uh, <laughs> good thing I live on a bus and have no money. They're not paying you by the hour. They're not. Yeah, it's almost like you know that's the way they passed minimum wage in 1938 was uh, that they had to exclude farm workers because originally African Americans are farm workers and then the blacks were like, wait, I'm not gonna fucking make no money. I'm gonna go up to Chicago or you know where there's industry. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's so funny that you mentioned there's no brown people on Cesar Chavez. I actually heard. Okay. This is talking about me at work again and silly marina white folks. So, eavesdropping. Someone's like, oh my god, let's go to the mission. Let's go slumming. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, you know what? That's is- slumming? I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah, because all... Because wow. it's you know it's a bad neighborhood when they have moratoriums on you can't open up any more high end <laughs> tapas restaurants. You know, like because that's so bad. Because they, they they put a cap on the restaurants. That's slum. There actually isn't a really good tapas restaurant in town. It doesn't exist. Cha 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 is from food. It's not. It's just not a good one. You know the whole fucking like the restaurant scene here is shit. Here's my pet peeve about the restaurant industry here. It's just the elitist fucking and this is Portland has a far better food industry. You can quote me on that. And here's why. California's first off, it's vegetables and fruit suck balls. It's wow. berries taste like nothing. It's garbage. You know what makes good berries? Water and nitrogen. Okay? You know what has plenty of that? The volcanic waterous region of the northwest. Also, you know what makes good food? Seafood. Freshly cut, 
I will agree with you on that one, sir. Seafood. Salmon. Actual natural salmon. You don't fish out of the bay here. Nobody fishes out of the fucking bay. First of all, I will agree with the fact that, yes. We have water on three sides of us, and there's no fucking seafood. The best They do great burritos. The, the best seafood I ever had was in the Pacific Northwest. It was in Portland. Yeah. And the best sushi. And it tastes so fresh. Where'd you go for sushi in uh, Portland? Did you go to... Uh, it was at the top. Uh, it was downtown. Oh, on the top of the... Uh, that's... Uh, Portland place. City Grill. Yeah. Yeah, they do really good sushi. There's actually a better sushi place called... Um, and there was another place. Sustainable Place out on 30, 28th and Stark in East... The fucking... One of the raddest neighborhoods on the planet. It's on... Uh, off of Belmont in Southeast Portland, and it's, that's right by a stadium, right? Um, There's a little stick. That's yeah, part of Belmont. It's just south of there, but you go east by about 20 blocks, and you have. I um, stayed at the hostel over there, and I had some good sushi. What used to be Masu's sushi, which was amazing, and now it's a sustainable place that is absolutely to die for. I will, but which I mean, fish is? I'm gonna go on a side side note. Uh, sustainable fish doesn't fucking exist. Because the only reason they say that is because it meets to practicing standards. But for every one pound of fish that you're supposed to catch, they catch five pounds of fish they shouldn't be catching and they kill it. So it's not fucking sustainable <laughs> at all. I will say, me coming from the Midwest where we just grow corn and shit, I, I do have to appreciate the California fruits and vegetables. I do have to appreciate the salad bowl because like... Seeing as like I can buy berries right off the ocean, that's dope. Yeah. You know, so that's something new to me. Where you know, I, I you gotta go up there. And, you gotta go up there and have berries up in the northwest. Yeah. Berries are no no contest. I mean, it, it's just like I mean the vegetation here. I take is, my berry game serious. You, I can I can hear brother Pete. I will, I will fight a motherfucker. But <laughs> you only think I get physically violent. Over I will I will say seafood wise, it, it's the Pacific Northwest has it going on. It, it just it, it does and you know it understands the the, the harmony of fucking nature they, they're, they're fucking cool but there's no industry but fuck it there doesn't need to be one but i mean there are some good restaurants here in town but yeah I can think, you afford to eat at them though yeah exactly that's the thing in portland you can like if you're an everyday you could save up and at the end of the week you can go to a nice restaurant every weekend and not break your fucking balls i do notice that is it is a lot more expensive even but i mean there's a ton of places in chicago that are great but millennial you don't have, shit, yeah. But you don't have to pay as much. Like seventy dollars for myself to eat is too expensive. We have the highest food cost in the nation here in California, and we grow a third of the fucking food. How the fuck you can get vegetables grown in California cheaper in New York motherfucking city than you can in San Francisco? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make yeah. sense. None, none of the food industry makes sense. I don't. I don't like, you know, because back to M&M's, 27 minutes versus two. I noticed like, even like I used to eat out all the time in Chicago where, you know, I had to hook up whatever, but still it was probably like $30, whatever here. I'm paying sometimes $30 is two burritos and chips. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like here, it's just like, if I, I better be eating at my job because that way I can get a discount. Or eating at my, the company that owns my jobs, so that way I can get a discount. Because if I want to eat someplace by myself, seventy dollars plus tip. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. It, and it's mediocre. It makes no sense. The only reason you move here or to Chicago, uh, well, Chicago is a fairly cheap cost of living. The only yeah. reason you move here on the West Coast to San Francisco would be maybe because you want to work in a Michelin star restaurant. Because Seattle and Portland don't have those. But here's the thing. Yeah, they don't. They because Michelin stars only go into cities under over a certain capita. Oh. 
Oh, it has to be stupid. over a certain population. That's Here's the thing, like you're fucking stupid if you work in the kitchen industry here in the Bay Area. You know why? Because it costs, they don't fucking want you. Like go up, be a, work your 16 hour miserable fucking days in Portland, <laughs> hang out with all the rest of the line cooks, get drunk on $2 fucking paps in every corner and have a good fucking life. Move I'm away, burn your restaurant have, down. I don't, I'm surprised they don't have Michelin stars up there because it's wine country up there. And, I mean, and there's good food, good fresh food. That makes no sense. It makes no sense, and That's the soil's not depleted. The soil's not depleted from fucking... <sighs> that upsets me. It should upset you. That, that really does upset me, because some of the best eating that I've had was in Portland. Yeah. I mean, La Pigeon? Go to fucking La Pigeon over at 6th and Burnside. It's one of the best meals I've ever had. So. And across the bridge? Oh, man. Some of those little, like, mom-and-pop joints? Yeah. Hell yeah. Shit, yeah, whatever. You guys are listening to Alta California. <laughs> the Alta cast here on Alta California Botanicals. We're you talking about San Francisco weird, rage is coming out. Yeah, weird shit today. I live in a uh, school bus and I hate this city. Hate this city. Bottling in Where are the other... I'm starting, I'm starting to despise this city a little I, bit. It's pretty, but you know what? Uh, my girlfriend said it best. You gotta let Google have it, man. They wanted their fucking Disneyland. They have a giant white little fucking Disneyland where they could all get drunk and act precious. But you know what? It's not sustainable. They have no fucking art. Well, there's this new documentary that is coming out on HBO talking about the two San Franciscos, um, which I can't wait to see. Um, how they're talking about like you know, the you know the gold tech, you know they basically you know uh, the tech versus yeah. like, the arts. I have Maggie. yeah. And so I have a theory about San Francisco, and it, here's the thing: San Francisco doesn't know how to do anything subtly. It doesn't know. If you look at the beginning, the gold rush, all the people that ran out here. So they, this is the perfect example. So they had so many ships dry dock out here in 1849 for that gold rush that, and then they started building seawalls that they all of a sudden landlocked 40 fucking boats, like 40 wooden boats. Um, yeah, it's stick these to take the bottom and the top. So they only know how to do stuff that's extreme. So the gold rush comes out here. The people that made all the money were not the people that panned gold, were the people that sold the shovels and the picks. That's the people who made the money. And the whores. Really and the nice. whores. Whores made a ton of money on him. Yeah. Whores. Yeah. I read a thing recently that was one in ten. Like, uh, uh, one in ten women were actually, like, married out here in the original Old West. The other nine-tenths were in, like, the sex industry. Yeah. That's the whole fucking day it'd by been, it. It'd have been pimp to be a madam out here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have that... But then you think about the Summer of Love. Summer of Love, 1967, 100,000 people migrated out of here. Yikes. They called the National Guard. That's, a, that's not, again, the whole di dynamic of the city. All the gays and free love people moved out here. It completely changed overnight. The same with the tech industry. You, you it doesn't know how to do, it doesn't know how to do something subtle. It doesn't know how to go, oh, this is, we're going to slowly keep some of our old heritage. It goes, nah, fuck it, let's introduce these new people. It just only knows to do one thing, extremes. And everyone gets a $1,500 electric skateboard. And they can ride around and pretend that they're cool. No, I get it. I get it. No, I get it. No, that makes sense because you know the kind of people that ride those uh, had moms that are like, you gotta wear knee pads when they're like riding like a mountain bike yeah. and all the rest of the shit on the streets in the little suburban shithole Midwestern town that they fucking grew up in. Here's the thing. I live in Seattle, Portland and here. I live in Seattle, Portland and here and by far this is the least coolest city I've ever lived in. <laughs> I've lived here fucking five years 
And the reason all these fucking people come out here, these white fucking kids come out from the Midwest, because they came from shit and they're like, oh, this is the coolest thing. It, there's cooler. I, I lived it. There's cooler places and that are cheaper. It's great if you come from fucking Tulsa. Like anything <laughs> better than that oh, fucking Ohio. place. Or Ohio. I do have to say... Ohio have... creates really great music, though. Oh, I know. Black Keys? Come on. But I have to say, I've met Devo? a lot of people... Depot's great. Um, but I, I, I am a Midwesterner myself, and um, I am too cool for school. <laughs> but at the same time, I've noticed, like, you know, people try too hard. Here. It's like stop trying. No, they don't know how to act. The whole way. It's, it's, it's yeah. okay. I disagree with you. I think that people are lazy pieces of entitled shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel like people don't try hard no. enough. I feel like nobody tries. I feel like everybody fucking want. I, that's the thing that makes me so mad about these techie assholes. They don't work. They don't actually work. They. Some people actually write code. They sit in a room and I write code and I understand. Okay, fine. Let's pay you some money. But these people, these middle management people that just pass memos around these law people these people that aren't even lawyers that are doing jobs where they're like like they're planning for the ipo to go they're doing Thank the stock you. options of the thing figuring out the taxes that the company's gonna have to pay of the stock options before they go live and if they're gonna go live it's all speculation those those are none of it is real yeah well here's those are the people that you the actually zeitgeist. The, no, the zeitgeist of the people here is it's you'll never be in a city where a I'm gonna do two things. If you can live in San Francisco with this fucking shitty fog, you can live in Portland or Seattle. It has way more sun. Trust me on that one. Second thing though is it's just a whole city of anti. It's socially anti-social people. Yeah. So they they they're told this is how I'm supposed to act. This is I'm social now. Hey, look at me, guys. I'm connected. I'm social, but they don't know how to fucking act. None of these people know that. They don't know. Believe me, I was an Uber driver. I have fucking had like enough conversations with these fucking mindless. And that's why I take Lyft. Okay, so. Take <laughs> Lyft too. I grew from that sick fucking animal. What I want to hear is I want to hear a story about some girls that were vapid as a pit of starfish. A, from Latoya in the arena, and then B, <laughs> from Ethan from his uh, cab ride. Mm. I mean, not cap, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. From his Uber experience. I don't, I really, I only hang out at, like, um, here, brainwash, and vendors. So I don't really know what's happening out there. In the yeah. world. Uh, well, you, you go. Know. Well, here's the thing. Like, well, first off, I learned a long time ago customer service that the most powerful thing you can do to for good customer service is talk about yourself. Don't let anybody else talk because they suck. <laughs> They're not important. You're the one serving. And here's the thing. I have a theory. If you're in customer service, people don't want you to ask how your day's going. Because, you know, you're there. You're paying for shit. What they want to hear is they want to hear that the person that's not making anything is repressed and miserable and that their life is better. So as long as I'm complaining, they're happy. Does that make sense? That is so yeah. counterintuitive yeah. to everything that I believe, but it does make sense. It makes sense, but I, I feel like mine is different because... When people ask me how I'm doing, especially at work, I said, oh, I'm content. They're, and people are thrown off. Content? I'm like, balanced. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go for the okey-doke and be like, I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, I'm like, no, I'm content. I'm here. I'm breathing. You yeah. know, and it's just like, you know, people where I work, oh, my God, it's like a whole other. It, it, it's so weird. Like, I hate going out over there because sometimes after work, you know, I have mm, no fucking choice. 
right. but to hang out with the bromosexuals. Yeah, well, and it, it pulls them out actually. Yeah, it, it's, but you know, here's the thing. I, I, I get comic relief from it. So yeah. the thing is, it's a learning experience. Not that I hadn't experienced it before in Chicago, but out here, there's a lot more money. As for Chicago, you get yeah. a mixed bag of people. Money you know, yeah. Yeah, and there is money I mean, out there, but out here it's ridiculous. Yeah. So you have people our age that are, you know, millionaires, what have you, who don't have to worry about shit. Yeah, I dealt with that this morning. Actually, there's a fucking entitled fucking white guy. I was uh, hanging out outside my bus, talking to another comedian named John Gallagher, and I live on school bus in the city. And um, this guy comes up and he goes, "Hey, is this your bus?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I want you to know that's going to be part of the city council meeting." On people who oh, are raping this economy, working for Uber. I'm like, well, he's what? like, I saw you had that Prius driving for Uber. I'm like, yeah, I got rid of it. He goes, yeah, stop raping my economy and go home. I'm like, I lived there five years. You live in that condo right there. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go and, home. Yeah, you're the problem. Yeah. Really? Second, second white off, on white, go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a second off, he's only talking to me like that because I'm a fucking white guy and he's a white guy and he thinks he's safe. I was a fucking black dude. He wouldn't dare challenge me like that because you know what a black dude would do? He would demand that respect by smacking him across his face like a little he fucking bitch. He told you to go home. Where are you going to go? I'm going to go back to Oregon. Wait, look. No, here's the thing. I have a home. I love this bus. And it's okay because this guy looks at this bus. People that get angry like that at that are upset because I skirted the system. I'm not participating in it the way you were told. I'm participating in a way I want to participate in it, which is contributed with art and fucking actually making something of my fucking self, not by working mindlessly for some bullshit tech company and yeah. consuming yeah. Like, fuck. I, I feel like this town has a lot so, of hate. I'm going to a city council meeting, yeah. and I'm doing my own presentation about how great my bus is. Why so we can't can... you just be a good American, Ethan, and get a loan, take it out, buy a house, buy a car? Why um, can't you just do it? Why can't you just get a regular I think, job? I think what I'm doing... Yeah, what I'm speaking of, the way I speak, the way the way I speak, and my my knowledge stuff, I think I what I represent is more the zeitgeist of the time of people in San Francisco have no grasp on the current reality of the world. I agree with. They that. have no grasp, and I think what I'm doing, living in a bus and trying to live by less, is more the zeitgeist of the time than most people. Look at Kristen Durkinson. She makes videos about off-grid alternative housing. She has a, like a million followers on YouTube. This lady, all she does is highlight housing things. That is a, there's a fucking tiny house movement. People don't want to live in fucking big boxes. Fuck it, like, fuck that guy. Fuck him, everybody looks like him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Go home. Yeah. That, that's just, I told him to lick my balls while John Gallagher's like, yeah, you can suck a bag of dicks. Like, it's... I'm just... I'm like, not going anywhere. Go like, home. It's like, you're not even probably from here. I'm going to go and do a... I'm going to go and do a great city council representation because, hey, don't don't fuck with the one homeless guy that actually is a really great at public speaking because I'm on stage seven nights a week, motherfucker. I'm giving this community something. I'm actually giving this city homeless. fucking art. Yeah. You're I'm not homeless. I'm a house free, bitch. That's how that fucking works. You're not handcuffed to some Yeah. You live in a house. And I paid my five years of the fucking rent in this city. They can fuck themselves. There's, you know, I noticed about this town, there is a lot of hate in this town. Like, people want to pretend like, oh, everything's so good. I'm like, no, there's actually, people don't want to talk about shit. I feel like people try. Because they want their perfect utopian society. And yeah. it doesn't exist. It's a lie. Well, no, it's a, it does exist as long as there's no brown people or poor people around. 
I want him to accuse me. He's like, yeah, your bus parked over there shitting and pissing the street. All right, you really think I'm just like taking a dump right there? In the, I have a bathroom on my bus. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am so, civilized, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I will start shitting outside. If you, that's what you think, I'll start doing it. I was raised in Oregon. I could poop in the woods so I could poop on the street. I'm not, yeah, man versus beast. <laughs> man, man or beast, man or beast. Man or beast. But the, the thing about... Um, Pooping on the street is that, but we should. There's no reason that we need to dehumanize people like that. We can provide. It's not a crime. When did they turn into a crime before? But exactly, we should be able to have. There should be enough public restrooms around. Last time I checked, this is the United States of motherfucking America. Shit on the street about but, I, but I will say, shit on street, I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with shit on, on the street because in the Tenderloin, I don't, I know, what there for fucking five I don't years. know what I'm stepping in. Here's yeah. the thing, like, and with the Tenderloin, this is San Francisco, they have no and bathrooms. Exactly, you live in the, ten, you live in the They have no so. bathrooms in the city on purpose. Do you ever notice that big park on 16th of Bryant has no public restrooms? Oh, and yeah. all the homeless people there, they do that on purpose because they don't want... Oh, we don't want homeless people on our neighborhood. Discourage them. It's it's just a way to prey on right. fucking poor There's people. There's a big park at 16th and Bryant. It's a great Not one park. All the sporting and, facilities. And it, it sucks because I taken I I only take my uh, nanny kids now to parks that have bathrooms. So we'll go to and they're in white neighborhoods. They're nice white neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to the one on 23rd and Street because it has a bathroom. And the kids know they're like, oh, you look. And I say, why does nanny have me like that? Because it has a bathroom. I'm like, heck yeah, that's why. Because when you're eight years old, I mean, I've hung out with eight, nine-year-olds, and we were in, we were in the Chinatown, and I was taking it. It was like a fun day. Hey, let's go to Chinatown. I've like tourists, yeah. And um, one of them had to go to the bathroom really badly, and I was like, I didn't know what anywhere. to do. Yeah, Walgreens yeah, is like she, the only answer. Well, she, the little girl, was so smart. She said, let's go in the hairstyles. So we walked into a hair salon in Chinatown, and none of them spoke English. And I was like, she's got a pee-pee really bad. And they're like, and they sent us to the back because it was a little girl. But if it had been, if it hadn't been a little girl, it wouldn't have given a fuck. You would have had to shit in your pants. I think yeah. I think most people want to cooperate and get along and love their fellow man and it's just some fucking people out here the people that are coming out of San Francisco are coming out here for greed and they're putting they're I'm sure they're all nice people but they get lost on that fucking venture. What they do is like first they'll get mine and then I'm gonna help everybody else. And that's not how it works. That's not how it works. No, all you have start, is now. Then you start spending more money at Costco. And all you have is now. <laughs> then all of a sudden you're at Costco and you're like Cheaper, you know talk I is cheap. Bullshit. Actions is what fucking you judge people by. I do, you know what I mean? I, I do, I do need that, um, I do need that uh, side of beef. Yeah. It's, yeah, I do need fucking 75 pounds of beef. It's, I don't know. I don't, I just feel like this city doesn't have any balance. There's there's no balance and there's, there's no, no there's no fucking type. It's all the same thing. You used to go from neighborhood to neighborhood and you're you. Like, you'd be like, oh, I'm in lower hate. This is cool. Now I'm in a mission. This is cool. But now it's all the same thing. It's all fucking white little fucking people waiting in line for breakfast, which is fucking white people okay, I bullshit. I'm a bruncher. I don't wait in line. I don't wait in line for a little club. I'm definitely not waiting in line for some goddamn brunch. Especially if you're hungover. You're like, who wants to wait for no. fucking $19 eggs? Who does? I... I've never, I've never seen that until I moved out here. People have, people have too much money. That's who. That people have too much money. I'm like, I want to sit down and chill. I'm like, I see some of these places and I'm like, there's a lot. What? I've waited in line once here. 
and that was at Brenda's because I wanted some. Brenda's cream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's three blocks from there, yeah. I wanted some Brenda's and I wanted some shrimp and grits. So I wait in the line. Crawdads. Yeah, exactly. But that's the last motherfucking time I wait in line. I'm not waiting no line. Oh, and Red Door Cafe. Everybody should go if you're in San Francisco. Go see Red Door Cafe. Oh, it's yeah. over on Bush That's and Franklin, and it's owned by a fucking very flamboyant gay man who purposely makes you wait in line and read the rules. And then he will interview you whether or not you would eat there, kind of like the soup Nazi. Oh, it nice. is an amazing yeah. dining experience, and he will walk Asian bitches crying all day long because he's like, Asian bitches, you yelp. I know how this is. <laughs> if you can let you in here, you yelp, I'm going to come to your house, I'm going to cut you. That's, <laughs> that's what he does. He's a fucking cool guy. Wears six-inch boots. Uh, just beautiful human being. Great person to have on a radio show would be yeah. him here. Like... But that's a great restaurant because yeah, the food's great too. Yeah, food's great. They have a lot of good play on things. Like yeah, the, the everything looks like balls and dicks. They serve everything yeah, like yeah. balls and dicks. I've been wanting to go there. You I gotta go to the Red Door Cafe, Franklin and Bush. Never. I need a ring dildo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. That's a great little spot. Plug today, yeah. Yeah. Plug them all right. Plugging them. And also anybody out there that wants to actually, the only way we're gonna get effective change in our society is by spending our money responsibly and not giving it to the evil monsters. So if you have a smartphone, you can download for free a really cool app called Buy, that's B-U-Y, Cot, C-O-T-T, and it allows you to scan the barcode on any product and tell you where the money goes and its actual rating oh, as far as whether or not it's a fair company or not. The way it treats its employees. Wow. To everything, and I'll give you an overall rating by cot to avoid giving the Koch brothers more money than they already have. Those bastards. When are they gonna die? <laughs> they're not gonna die. They're gonna be some. I'm sure they froze their fucking sperm like that one. That's the new thing. If you're a billionaire, you freeze your sperm, and then you hire a woman to shit out a kid every couple of years. So when you die, what happens is that they never settle the estate because there's always gonna be heirs. So 150 years from now, they'll be fucking billionaires. Having fucking shitting out kids because there's a clause to take care of a woman the rest like of their life. Du- like the Duponts. Like, yep, exactly. <laughs> and so they avoid paying, losing 50% of the fucking income tax to a state tax. Oh. So it never gets settled. It's a way to rape the fucking government. Because yeah, me and my school bus and my, my fucking <laughs> net of money I made driving for Uber is so raping San Francisco's economy. Oh, good well, God. It really upsets me, the whole estate tax thing, because everything that somebody built during that time, they paid taxes on when they bought it. It's like the government gets to double dip, and it's not fair. Because they, that, they already spent, they are, that money's already been taxed. Yeah. The money that your grandparents or your parents or whoever saved, that is going to, when they die, that they take 50% of it because it's an estate tax. The thing that sucks is that that money that they saved was after taxes. They had to have their income tax taken out and they saved it in the bank. That was their money. Why should it be taxed again? The house that they bought that they've been paying property taxes on all this time that they paid tax on when they bought the house, that is somehow now taxed again on the sale. And it's just totally ridiculous that they can double dip like that. We're not allowed to do that with our own stuff. We're not allowed to double dip on, like, you know having interest. two jobs at once or interest or all that kind of stuff. And yet somehow they can just be like, oh, everything that person worked for, oh, 50% of it's ours now. Yeah. Fuck you, America. Okay. It's just something that we haven't learned to, the, the dirty word is classism, basically. Yeah. And we haven't been able to, some of us, 
have not been able to come forth with the fact that that's what's really going on. It's classism. Class warfare. Wow. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here at Muni Radio, we solved all the world's problems. You know what to do. Now go forth with the power. Stop, stop buying things. Uh, and here we go into um, season, it's the season again. I've already seen Christmas ads. Oh, I've already seen it's too um, early. Halloween candy. Did you know Coca-Cola created Santa? Yes. The red, the, the Coca-Cola no. uh, was, yes. Coca-Cola and Macy's are the, the official, Santa's the modern day Santa's official product of both of those. They physically, like, almost pretty much own it. It's pretty interesting shit. Although, come on, that's the only time of the year. I gotta be honest, I'm a white boy, but I do shop at Macy's because uh, I gotta buy my Levi's somewhere. <laughs> and I can't afford the Levi's store because they're fucking expensive. So I buy like the little Filipino made ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about third world country labor. I'm not perfect. Yeah, nice. I've noticed like there's the Halloween ads and then I'm a, I know there's Christmas stuff coming up. Like it should not. It should not be coming up as early, but every year it gets earlier and earlier. You know, that's every, you know, that's a real white thing to say right there. Just complaining about Christmas coming up early. <laughs> You've been hanging out in Marina too long. No, I'm from the suburbs. That's <laughs> what that says. But it's true because Christmas is not about fucking bye, bye, bye. And you know what? It's some bullshit when Friday, Black Friday comes around. People are waiting in line, trampling people to death yeah. for a fucking... Yeah. PS3, PS2. Who was it that said that? There was a comic, there's a bit out there that somebody said, I think it should be, uh, I think it should be completely backwards. I think that one time a year on December 25th, we get to be the most violently heinous fucking people we can. Just tell people how we really are. And the other 364 days a year, we actually got to give and take care of one another. You're talking about the Hunger Games there. Yeah. Hey, tribute. The movie The Purge. The Purge, yeah. The Purge is not necessarily killing this. No, I'm talking about just calling up and just, you know, telling the girls, I, you know, I should fuck you. Like, I, like, I don't really, like, I really should fuck you. you. Just no repercussions. Say. People can't bring it up. You get, like, fined if you bring up stuff by the government. I don't know. That sounds like a day of fun. Man, man, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. The world keeps turning. I don't, I don't have this, like. I mean, I do, I have some rage towards my fellow man, but it's only my fellow comedian. It's only, it's not like... Your fellow fellow man who doesn't take all to California's botanical stinkshirt. <laughs> yeah, that, I have a problem against that person, definitely. Um, yeah, non-pot smokers really rub me the wrong way. Because they're usually just so pretentious and so self-righteous. Uh, I take Prozac. Yeah, those are the people that usually that lean toward the dangerous stuff or drink more and pop pills. I'm like, and so you don't smoke smoke pot because you feel that Oxycontin's better? Right. Well, yeah. Oxycontin's I'll a lot of fun. I'll see you when you're on hair with my Oxycontin's mom. a lot of fun when you're drinking. <laughs> 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 when you're yeah. drunk. And uh, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, yeah. Oh, they all look alike. Yeah. They, they all look alike. They, they all. <laughs> all fat white guys look alike. <laughs> Oh, it's 154. Oh my God, you guys. Really this is the quickest, this <laughs> is the fastest it's ever gone for the AltaCast. It's, it's never, we didn't even play any music. Wow. It's already been two hours. I can't believe this. Oh my gosh. Over there too. Oh, I, yeah. Fair enough. Totally. We can keep working. That's good. Keep working it. If people want to keep working, we can keep working. Uh, but we, we're going to have to say goodbye to you, uh, podcast listening audience or radio listening audience. 
I can't believe that any of you are actually out there and stayed through this entire ranting session. Ranting I thought it was fun. Ranting and raising. Yeah. Um, Couple of good information. Kind of bouncing around. Learning new things. Conspiracy theories, Detroit. Yeah. yeah. All over. We've solved the world's problems. Yeah. Go look up the boycott. Move to Detroit by land. Detroit right now has 20,000. 20,000. The Detroit Land Trust has 20,000 homes right now. For sale, starting as low as five hundred dollars. So go ahead and buy a house. And if you own a house and there's a vacant lot next to your home you in Detroit, you have a right to buy the lot for a hundred dollars through the Detroit Land Trust. Wow. So buy land, guys. And build. Yeah, but what if what if I have the money to buy land but I can't build? If, am I, I'm not yours. really helping anything. I'm just continuing. It's an lights. investment. Can you buy a bus? Yeah. <laughs> never going to buy land that cheap ever again, guys. No, I mean, and I have, I have money, and I don't, I just, I can't imagine investing in Detroit when I, you know, like, it's so far away. I, I feel like in the next 15 to 20 years, you'll see a difference. And you're going to go, motherfucker, I should have bought a house when I was. I know, but then you have to, the whole thing is you have to live there. You have to upkeep. Oh, you, you don't. You rent it out, or they have right now in Detroit, they have a right, uh, they have a, a write a house program. So if you're like a published author, or not a published author, but if you're like a writer, they will, um, you have to move there and for like two years you can live in a house, but after, t and do like some public, um, like, speaking not spe speaking, but like projects with their blog and like community outreach stuff. But after the two years, they just give you straight up a house. Right, we saw the house. And it's beautiful outside Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well, even the beauty of that, just the, the destruction of man. The people, There's some beauty in the, that. The people out there are really beautiful. That is where they killed Robocop. That's Richard Tumor joke. And what I have to say about Detroit is I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you guys got to go out and buy some Alta California botanical tinctures. It costs more than a dollar. Uh, but go to your local dispensary, yeah. dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Uh, today we've been dealing with both the stress tincture, which is the euphoria blend, the high THC, also known as the green, many names, same product. Uh, and we were also playing around with the purple, the half and half, also known as stress relief or excess relief. Spasm, spasm relief. So many names, so little time, so many names. Uh, it's like, just look for the purple stuff if you want the Half THC, half CBD. Uh, again, this has been Pam Benjamin, LaToya the Sheriff, Future Twin, Ethan Albert, and Jonathan Moore. Uh, go listen tomorrow night and download the JV show every Thursday from 6 to 8, our new sports show uh, here on the radio. And you'll hear Ethan on so many podcasts. So download all the comedy podcasts and listen to him being very funny on all of those. Yeah, listen to the ones on Friday, though. The other ones I, yeah. Hey, the one from I Saturday. You had a killer set um, on with that, with that Saturday one with the noise pop. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that pretty was good. a great one. Uh, all right, everybody. I'm funny, motherfucker. Book me if you're... you're all right, everybody. This is the last minute, so we'll bring that, that sweet, sweet coping music back up and say, hey, listen to us next week. This has been Mutiny Radio. This has been the AltaCast. Bye-bye.
Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to tonight. Yes, the second inaugural showing of the feedback loop. And this right behind me is the feedback loop, okay? How are you guys doing tonight? Feeling good? Yes, we're all drinking. We got all of our, our drinks okay, yeah. Is everybody here of legal drinking age? Doesn't look like it, but uh, we'll roll with it anyway. So, my name is Bo. Uh, God was initially supposed to host this show, but that bitch never gets back to me on Facebook, so you're stuck with me tonight. Uh, so let me explain a little bit about what's going on here. Uh, so what you guys need to do, oh, someone's already figured it out, sent the, uh, the inaugural text, which is poops. Yeah, okay. Nice, guys. So what you have to do is you have to text the num uh, 222333, and you're going to text the number plus whatever it is that you want to say afterwards. So you would text 196531, Bo loves sucking huge cocks, okay? Or whatever it is that you feel like you want to text to me while I'm on stage. And we're going to do this for everyone here. Now, the reason why I call it the feedback loop is because it can be a positive feedback loop. You guys can be awesome and cool and have a lot of fun. Or it can be a negative feedback loop, and that could be funny too. But uh, let's see what... So go ahead and text something, someone, other than poops. Or don't, you know, that's fine. I could just go into material. Oh, boobs. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we're keeping it, keeping it to one-syllable words. I like that so far. <laughs> kind of a cool concept, yeah. Poops, oh, the question, questioning whether or not it's the poops, okay. So someone's not sure, hey, boy. Oh, okay. I can't call right now, but I assume it's one of the other comics' phone numbers. Uh, so you should definitely send him dick pics whenever you get the chance. All right. Okay. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. Okay. Well, let's let's get into this comedy. Uh, before I get started telling any jokes, uh, I'd like to tell you all just about a charity I'm getting involved with real quick. Um, so if you guys want to talk to me about it after the show, feel free to find me outside. You wouldn't have to be willing to do a lot. All you'd really have to be willing to do is have sex with cancer patients. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a beautiful thing that we're doing. It's a charity. It's called Cox of Love. Uh, so... If you guys are familiar, it's like locks of love, but instead of wigs, we just, just give them the dick. You know, that's all. Just a little bit of dick. No, no, no chopping off dick. No, 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 no. We're not giving dick to those that have cancerous balls or anything like that. No, we're just giving it to them. Uh, really, only one ground rule, and that is uh, vaginas are fucked. <laughs> okay. Someone in here is the killer? Okay, all right. We've seen that a couple of times. Really, the only ground rule of uh, cocks of love is no hair pulling during the act. Uh, seems pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people get that wrong. Okay. Yay, yay. We are high. Oh, it sounds like a very high show. Titties. Hey, now. Okay, I like it. We got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of difference of opinion here and a dick. Okay, all right. Let's calm down, guys. Let's calm down a little bit. More <laughs> okay, maybe I already started this by starting off with a dick joke. Okay, I, who here uh, is voting in the next election? Yay. Woo, okay, two, three people. Sounds about right, about 20%. I'm voting in the next election. I'm actually uh, a registered Republican, yeah. No, it's because, I know, right? Some people don't like that, but it's because I don't vote on the basis of foreign policy or domestic policy. I vote on the basis of who's going to ruin the United States, and that's why I'm voting for... Donald Trump. I voted for Obama the last two times just for that reason. I thought he was going to bring this whole thing crashing down, but he didn't. Yes, Trump 08! The time-traveling politician, wizard Donald Trump. I don't know what OSK gang is, but I assume it's some inside... Good, good job, guys. 
Okay, is it is it done? Is it can? Oh no, no. Okay, all right. We don't have any more. Dude, I, I I just don't get it. I don't get why people don't what. Horrible principles, I know. Oh, oh, so this is... <laughs> I have no rape material, guys. I'm sorry that I have to let you down like this. Oh, okay. Megan, get in here! Megan, I can see you! Get in, say there's standing room only, so you're not allowed to sit, but stand wherever it is that you want. Okay, so now that... Me oh, yeah, right here in front of me, ladies. I promise I won't fuck with you. I, but you guys get the opportunity to fuck with me. That's the whole concept of the show. Hey, Adora, could you uh, go? Never mind. I, I'm saying I think this runs out after 25 responses, which is like a poor number of responses. I get it. Man, okay. This set's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. You guys are real judgmental pricks. Okay, well, now that we've sat in silence a little bit too long, uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself. Uh, I went to Christian school for 19 years. 